We need some music for this one. This late night. It should be mellow. Late night reef talk. All right. Yes. What's up, YouTube? What's happening? All right. We we moved it up a little bit. Saturday. Well, because last night I got home at ten thirty. I realized my wife just put three kids to bed and that I was in big trouble. So moved it up. I can now do bath time and stuff with my kids. So yesterday. Uh, my favorite comment on yesterday's uh, like oh, nutrient video. That was huge. Yeah, I what? saw that. My favorite one <laughs> he was Devin. This, he texted us this afternoon. He goes, how do you guys feel about 52 weeks of reefing updated oh. 2020? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, that, that wasn't too. your favorite one? No, that, that was, was my like, favorite uh, one. 52 weeks, 2020, 2021. Maybe it's coming. I don't know. Ooh, That'll be fun. Updated. I had to think about how we'd address it. No, it's actually right. Devin. Yeah. Uh, so Devin uh, says uh, from Reef Dudes, Says, yeah, uh, so I started uh, watching this at home and then I uh, got in my car, drove up the mountain, did a few runs in the skis, and you guys are still going on. <laughs> I love this super long content. So I don't know. We'll see how long. Yesterday was two hours it's and like 20 minutes. Rogan style. Uh, I don't know. We'll see if we can get past that. I don't know. Uh, we do have, yesterday there was like 90 some bullet points. I'm looking at 95 here today. Oh my gosh. So. All right. It's totally different though. It's going to be a totally different format. We're talking calcium. Yes. Alkalinity, magnesium, trace elements, uh, the DIY approach, the most advanced approach. 16 years. 16 years of how we remember it and what we learned. Mm. Ah, it's awesome. I, these are really, these are really good. I like these. This. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm forcing me to think back about all of the things we've learned. I mean, there's it's so really many fun. topics that we can hit too. So, I mean, we got 11 days of this. You guys will not get bored. Mm. There's a ton of topics. All right. So, if you want to know the best possible path of uh, calcium and alkalinity, I don't know. Maybe it's today. Hopefully, uh, by the end of it, I think you'll probably know everything we know. We also have that, remember yesterday we gave out that million dollar idea? You want to be a million dollar reefer? Uh, <laughs> yes, there is, there's one in here today in the future. When, mm -hmm. we, when we get to what we want to see in the future, there's an idea out there for somebody who. Yeah, if you're not lazy uh, and you want to make, make millions, money. there's an idea in here. You could do it. <laughs> so it's coming two hours and 19 minutes. <laughs> All right. So uh, you're going to hear these things. So we break it up into a few things. So mm -hmm. uh, this is like a retrospective or history of calcium and alkalinity, at least as I remember it, mm -hmm. uh, within the last 16 years. You've come a long uh, way. 2004 is about where I started. It might have been 13 or 2003. I don't know, mm -hmm. but somewhere right in there. So let's talk about 2004. Uh, what like was apparent to me back around uh, then? Uh, and then uh, we'll also go to 2015. We'll jump all the way a decade later. What is now currently being believed? Yeah, because it was roughly the uh, roughly the same ideals. You're slowly learning bits and pieces from 2004 to 2015, but the but the evolutionary leap is again like yesterday, 2015 to now. Yeah. So 2015 is also 52 weeks of reefing. So you'll mm -hmm. hear that kind of stuff uh, mm -hmm. right about there. Uh, then 2020, five five years ago, uh, now sitting here today. What do we know today? Lots. But my favorite part. The part that I hope that some of the industry actually listens to and uh, gets through two hours of, Where are we? I mean, I'd be really curious how long today goes. Where the are future. we going? Yeah. What do we want to see from the future? How do we want to make this better going forward? Because it's not the end. This is, we haven't reached the apex here. There's a mm -hmm. lot more to learn. Ah, all right. So uh, 2004, I actually found a video of this ago. tank here. So uh, I was doing okay without dosing calcium alkalinity. Don't show this photo video yet because this would be totally inaccurate. Uh, <laughs> I'll show it to you in just a second. Uh, but I was doing okay. I just set up a tank. I was using tap base, salt water, rock, and like had some pretty easy to maintain mm -hmm. corals. And 
I didn't really understand calcium and alkalinity like most uh, new reefers at the time. Mm -hmm. Now I think it's like a fundamental. Uh, you just kind of learn that right yeah, in the beginning. Yeah. But at the time, you know, and everything just seemed okay, kind of without doing it. But I don't think I was the best judge, really. No, to be you had uh, you felt success, right? Because things were growing and mm. tank tank was oh I'd say most alive. things weren't dying. Yeah, is, there you uh, go. The, the there threshold you go. of success. <laughs> uh, I was in dosing calcium alkalinity, uh, and everything seemed okay. And honestly. Others on the forums uh, actually agreed. You don't need to dose calcium alkalinity, mm. like almost like it's a myth. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they were feeling experiencing the same thing. I don't know. You know you, what it is? Is you ask a question, you tend to believe the people that Everybody believe the same thing that you, you believe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I was wrong, clearly. <laughs> uh, anyway, I was learning. It's brand new. Uh, and uh, it really wasn't explained to me that calcium and alkalinity were critical. He was more so explained like he was beneficial. Like mm. almost like if I took my Centrum every day, I'd feel better. For the but I lived a long time without Centrum. For the average hobbyist uh, and the level of knowledge that you were at at the time, uh, the understanding of how critical it was wasn't there. The information was there, though, because, but you'd have to read like almost scientific journal type, uh, you know, things about like Randy Holmes Farley articles and whatnot no, that were all over a lot of people's heads. To figure out as a first, for yourself. Uh, first as a first-time reefer? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. That was it. Uh, so I don't know if any of you guys identify with uh, not understanding the importance or how calcium alkalinity works uh, back then, but that was me. Uh, and eventually, though, I did figure out, like, somebody's like, calcium. You got to, if you don't dose calcium, you're going to get screwed mm. up. And this is about the point where uh, one of the guys, uh, local guys in the hobby or in the club here, like sold all of his coral frags or whatever. And I bought a whole bunch of SPS frags for this newer tank. Mm -hmm. And they sat there for, I don't remember the exact day, like nine months, a year, whatever. And they just had his like little Still, one inch frags. Yeah. Most of them survived, but they certainly weren't thriving. And uh, like I don't get it. Like who wants what, these little one-inch sticks? Why well, I spent a fortune on these things? I, don't, you know, I didn't get it. Uh, so I was like, oh, all right, well I'll go get some calcium. Uh, so I went to the local fish store, uh, and I'll be curious uh, how many again. If, if you've been around for a while, had a similar experience. Mm -hmm. Somebody handed me a container of Kent Turbo Calcium. Mm. They said, yeah, dose this. This will help you with your calcium. Yeah. Note they didn't tell me anything about alkalinity. Like, or yeah, or how to dose it or. Mm, yeah. And you've heard me joke about this before, like I brought it home and it's like you read the back and it yeah. says dose it every Christmas or Thursday. <laughs> if you like uh, feel generous, double full moon. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, it didn't really say that. I was just yeah. joking. But like, I, I don't know. It just kind of said on there, use a teaspoon every week or something. And so I did that for a while and it really didn't seem to do mm. anything. And so it just kind of went back on the shelf and I never yeah. used it. I don't know. Uh, however... All of this was revolutionized uh, the day that David Grigger came to my house, mm. right? That's the way I remember it anyway. Yeah. So David Grigger was one of the really helpful local club members, and he came over and explained to me how calcium and alkalinity works mm. and uh, why it works and what I should expect. And I don't remember which one of these came first, but... Uh, uh, it was either putting Kelkwasser in my auto top off, because I had an auto top off at the point, but if I just threw Kelkwasser in the auto top off, all of a sudden I'm adding calcium and alkalinity to the tank. Yeah. Not in like a super precise manner, but better than zero, yeah. right? He also came over and showed me DIY Randy Holmes Farley's like two part uh, with baking soda yeah. and, oh, and yeah. uh, like Pelladow or, mm -hmm. or Dow Flake. I don't remember which one took off first. I, yeah. I wish I could remember. Mm. But this is what the tank looks like uh, shortly after that. 
All right. So, pardon me, this is a super old film uh, back from 2004, but uh, those guys were like little one-inch frags, and then like a year later, oh, all of a sudden, success. Like, bam, you know, all of a sudden, all these uh, frags, man, grow out, I got clams and stuff in here. This is my first tank, man, and I'm learning this like on the fly. Yeah, uh, you know, so I'm pretty happy with this. Like, I feel pretty proud of it. Everybody comes to my house, says like, oh, cool, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. So this is where I learned like, oh, Calcium alkalinity. It's working. You and me forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get it now. You know, I totally understand. Uh, and so, like, it was that one-on-one, -on -one, you know, interaction that I had with David Grigger, who, you know, and this is a really simple tank. There's no sump on it. I got a hang-on skimmer, hang-on refugium. Mm -hmm. Just really, really easy. Mm. All right. So, uh, and that is where it all changed for me. I understand now the basics of calcium alkalinity. And I went and decided to like uh, top that off. You're right? going to try to source it yourself now. Well, yeah, because he showed me you could go buy a bag of, of Dow Flake, man, for fifty bucks. You know, Big giant or twenty one. bucks. You'll never fifty pounds. You'll never get through it in your lifetime. Oh, a lifetime supply for twenty dollars. <laughs> you know, and like oh, and then you go buy some baking soda. You bake it in the oven. Mm -hmm. and you never really figure out how long to bake it. Yeah, I tried that. I always felt like I was like contaminating with the tin foil and stuff. But I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, he also showed me the reef calculator. The reef calculator. Most of you probably have grown up with the existence of the reef calculator, and you don't know a world without it. But prior, it was read the bottle, dump it in, and then just pray it was right. Yeah. And, you know, and I got the right amount of uh. test kits. All of a sudden, he's like, yeah, so, you know, go into, I think, JDeek's uh, calculator, yep. calculator, yep. calculator. And it's, you know, it's 390 now. I want it to be 420. I'm using this. Dose it. Test afterward. Whoa. Yeah, it worked. It worked. <laughs> it's not like the magic's gone. You know, what happened to uh, Hope and Pray? Yeah. It actually does exactly what it says. So that was really refreshing back in 2004. Uh, it was your, uh, and I don't see it on here either, but the, like, the test kits at the time were mm -hmm. relatively reliable then. If you, mm -hmm. if you kind of did the... You did the calculator and it said go to here to here and you kind of got into that ballpark. If you read it, the, the way you read it was probably going to be the way you'd read it again the next time. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, we figured out uh, that uh, uh, calcium chloride street melter and one specific <laughs> type, you know, which was uh, Dow Flake. Mm. This is actually an a very interesting point because Randy Holmes Farley did a lot for our hobby, man. Oh, like, yeah. Probably more than, uh, is run a very short list of people that advanced our hobby more than, than him. Yeah. Uh, and helped, uh, certainly helped me. I don't know. I uh, read a lot of his <clears throat> stuff, too. Yeah. So, but what he found there was that he went out and did a lot of testing. And it wasn't just like went out and like bought some street icer and like, like threw it in the tank yeah. and you know, hope, hope it went good. No, like he's a scientist. Yeah. Uh, and so he actually had it tested and analyzed and found out that this one brand uh, was actually uh, safe, it was Dow Flake at, at the time. Hmm. And then he, he felt like, uh, I think he might have done the pelletized version as well. Uh, and the magnesium is actually uh, also so it turns out uh, that it was called Mag Flake. It was super hard mm -hmm. to find, uh, but it was this type that comes from the Dead Sea, not mined out of mines here mm -hmm. in the United States, which uh, has Full a of lot of impurities yeah. in it. You don't want that stuff. Uh, and it also came from a company I would later find out actually provides a lot of magnesium to the aquarium industry, even sells like a low ammonia version to the aquarium industry. So. Mm. Uh, 
He found the right one. Oh, that was the key point of the of the Dead Sea stuff was low low ammonia levels. Yeah, low ammonia, but you also find in the North American stuff that it comes out of these mines and it's just got all kinds Dirt, of garbage in it. Uh, mm -hmm. You'll find that magnesium is one of the hardest things to source clean uh, without a whole lot of purification. Mm. Uh, I would find that out later on. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. And so we started, like, I think their hobby is also, like, at this point, you know, really largely relying on visual tests outside of that. So they're testing yep. other stuff. You're mixing it up. Did it turn brown? Did it turn yellow? Did it flake? <laughs> in it, you yeah. know, whatever. Uh, so, but it's kind of started a revolution. Basically, when you find out, you know, that, uh, you know, alkalinity is baking soda, yes. they turn the container on a super duper reef buffer deluxe and it says, and it says sodium, sodium bicarbonate. bicarbonate. Like, like, I buy that same thing in a I'm, box for 90 cents. I put it in my fridge to get rid of smells. What do you mean? Like, this is the same thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I and bake with it. 90 cents food grade versus uh, the pet grade one you gave me for is 10, 20 bucks. 20 bucks, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. That's a big turning point. feel kind of screwed, man. Yeah, uh, the, the fish sticker wasn't enough. <laughs> I don't, but then when you find it out and you use it, you also feel like kind of like you're in the know. Yeah. You know, you're yeah, in this yeah, circle yeah. now that yeah. like... Ah, man, I found the secret sauce. You go to big box stores and get pounds of it for mm -hmm. super cheap. Like, it's the same thing? Uh, I won't call it the same thing. Specifically, well, the alkalinity, you'll find that it isn't that much yeah, different. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the calcium, there's a really important distinction here that, mm. uh, like, a lot of people lose because they haven't been around for the whole period of time and tested it all, is that Randy Holmes Farley went through an immense amount of work to find out that both that... Uh, 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 Dow Flake mm. and that uh, Dead Sea Mag Flake mm -hmm. were the right ones. And then it kind of deteriorated from yeah. the, the amount of effort uh, uh, into other brands. Not like going and getting some driveway ice melter. That would happen later, years later. We'll hit it in the later. Uh, all right, but... Uh, baked baking soda. So baked baking soda was interesting, too. So, you know, we, we wanted to bake the carbon dioxide out of it. Uh, you know, so we take the baking soda, bake it in the oven, lose all the uh, carbon dioxide, and essentially turns it into soda ash soda or ash. sodium carbonate. Uh, and it raises the pH of the tank, which is beneficial mm -hmm. uh, in a variety of ways. All right. So, you know, we found that, that you could just go buy. And it's not readily available, like, at uh, the grocery store. Right. But you can go buy sodium carbonate. Washing powder. Yeah. Well, and then if, <laughs> one of the interesting <laughs> ones is, like, the community rapidly figured out you can go buy washing soda uh -huh. at uh, the grocery store. says 100% washing or sodium carbonate on the side. This is like one of the funny parts because if you're not a scientist or uh, you know any of this, you wouldn't know any better. Like I don't know if 100% means pure to me, <laughs> yeah. right? No, it means like uh, if I gave you a puppy and I called it 100% puppy, that's what it's it true. is. Doesn't mean it's pure. It doesn't mean <laughs> I or 100% sugar. It just means it doesn't have salt in it. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it doesn't have copper or impurities in the sugar. It just means that it's sugar. So uh, in fact, when you open it up, though, you smell it. And it smells like detergent, yeah, yeah, like flowers. Yeah, well, that's because it's coming off of the same line. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. washing soda. Yeah. So it's not that they added flour or perfume to it; it's that it's coming off the same line as the washing detergent yeah. because that's what it's usually used for. And there's no reason to clean it in between. Yeah, you're putting it's it in, going your dish, in your washing machine. Yeah, so they don't clean it, uh. Uh, and that's why it smells that way. So you, most people wouldn't use that just for that reason. Uh, all right, so. Once you knew this, though, once you knew that, that your calcium chloride or your calcium, 
you know, uh -huh. buffer or whatever it is. It was like driveway melt. It's but just calcium pellets you in there. You can get a 20 pound, you can get a lifetime supply for 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. And you know, baking soda, I can buy at the grocery store for 99 cents. Man, I feel like a dummy. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, once you know this, who would use a commercial two part? You feel like a chump. By, yeah, from a reefing company or from somebody selling you reefing I mean, products. I, I can only speak for myself. Yeah. Like, a, I wouldn't use that because I feel like a chump. And two, I don't been that I figured out the secret sauce. I feel like uh, I'm in the know. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, so there you are. Uh, trace elements. Also, for chumps. Uh, that's what the, the feeling was at, at the Back time. Back in 2000, early 2000s. Okay, so part of that, I think, is the trace element conversation is a little harder to identify the success. And it's not like calcium and alkalinity. It's a longer term thing. Yeah. Right? But it's also that snake oil feeling, right? Mm -hmm. That I have no idea what, what's in here. You're not telling me what's in here. I can't see like immediate results like I can with calcium and alkalinity. Mm -hmm. I put in alkalinity. I see my alkalinity go up. That's an immediate response. Trace elements? I don't know. Yeah. You know, fool me once, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, and I'm going to, I think also, once you find the, like you're in the know, you kind of like want to stay there, <laughs> you know. Like so, of course, the trace elements are for chumps. I don't know. Uh, that's the feeling a lot of us had, including myself, mm -hmm. uh, back then, uh, <laughs> 16 years ago. All right. So uh, trace elements come from water changes is the large opinion at the time. Yeah. And we'll later find out. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. And it says on the buckets, some of the buckets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, at the time, ESV is really popular. So uh, two part. And then when I say at the time, it's actually still really popular. Yeah. So this is one of those time-tested uh, two parts that has spanned uh, decades mm. for sure. Uh, balling method is actually competing with DIY at the time. Yeah. This is the Tropic Marin balling method. The, yep, the original. And losing, right? Which later on will become as a surprise after we learn more. But mm -hmm. at the time... I don't think it was marketed well. Like, you didn't understand what it was trying to do, but it was trying to be a more complete two-part that actually identifies the issues mm. with uh, the excess sodium and chloride, solves them, and makes something better. Also incorporates the like trace elements and stuff, but like wasn't marketed super yeah. great, and uh, I don't know, it was competing with something much cheaper and lost, I, I think, largely. Uh, well, that's a conversation to have too, though, is that cheap, or that cost. Mm -hmm. uh, why were we, arguing over what the, what's the cheapest approach. Yeah, that's something that I'll, I'll come up here in just a minute, I think, too, is like, once we start talking about calcium uh, two parts, calcium mm -hmm. reactors, Kalkwasser, 90% of the conversation isn't about what's best for you and your desires. It always ends up in this circle of what's the cheapest. Often, the cheapest might be by 15 cents a month, which is irrelevant. Yeah, but I'm yeah. winning if I'm saving. Yeah, I, it's, I don't know, man. So, like, but they seem to win the conversations online, the, the, che like the, the cheapest possible method. Yeah. And I understand if you're talking about the difference between 100 bucks and 10 bucks, that is material. That okay. matters, right? Yep. The difference between 12 and 11, <laughs> I, I should, there's other things that also matter. You can right? defend that position so hard. Yeah, though. okay. So uh, at the time, dosing pumps are unbelievably hard to come by. Uh, like, do you, uh, you probably don't remember what the one was available. Nope. Okay, it was a Spectra Pure 
uh, liter meter three. Oh, I've heard of that. Uh, one okay, mm -hmm. and the first pump of its it, like it had like a aircraft machined head on it or yeah. something, and it was like four hundred bucks, and like the dose extra dosing heads for two is another two fifty. Mean, you're into this thing for six fifty, <laughs> uh, just for two dosing heads. You know, like this is uh, unobtainable to most people at the time to like try to just automate two parts. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't know. We came out with a couple options. It was actually funny. Uh, uh, we got the APT one, uh, which is uh, Drew's, Drew's doser. doser. Mm. That guy could never keep up. No matter what, how many he made, man, like he'd send me like eight, sixteen, <laughs> and like I'll buy dude, a container. Larry, man, I'll pay you up front. You can buy all the parts you need to do. You can do whatever. Hire some more people, whatever. But I need these by the hundreds. Charge me more. Do whatever <laughs> you want to do, man. Because the difference here is between sixty bucks and six hundred. Charge me 80, man, it doesn't matter, yeah. you know? And then actually, when I was at a, a, a convention in, in Europe about uh, drinking oh, water, mm -hmm. I go to this guy, what is now the BRS doser, uh, and uh, he's like, yeah, man, these are like, I thought he said like 170 euros, and I'm like, oh, that's like a lot, a little spending, man. yeah. Uh, and then uh, like does the, like, I totally misheard him, man. Yeah. It was like, like 40, <laughs> 45 euros or something. Yeah. So when I finally heard I'm like, Oh, sign me up, man. Send as many as you can. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so dosing pumps are super hard to come by. And the one that was out there also that was affordable was the Aquamedic one, which mm. gave dosing pumps a terrible name because it back siphoned. Oh, yeah, it wasn't so peristaltic. Was it peristaltic, but peristaltic, still back? Peristaltic, but the, like, head in the middle didn't pin down. Ah. And so what it would do is over time it start to wobble and then not pinch it off. And then your two-part would siphon back out ah, the wrong okay. way. Uh, so gave dosing pumps a bad name for a while. Uh, and then do especially two-headed dosing pumps mm -hmm. gave a bad name too for a while. All right. So uh, again, much of this again was about cost now. Uh, oh yeah, calcium reactor yeah. for me. Yeah, at the yeah. time, back then. At the then? time, man, like, you want, you want me to invest in this CO2 canister, a pH controller, and the, like, stuff like the Apex didn't even exist at the time. The discussions on the threads were cross-eyed when trying to how to dial this thing in and adjust it and fix it, and that, ooh. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it was a, for a new reefer, uh, uh, un <laughs> unobtainable for me. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't something I was going to go after. Mm. Uh, but if you saw people discuss it, it was like, all right, well, you know, if you could hold on to your calcium reactor for X amount of years, you had this much demand, it would pay off oh, here. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because you're, you know, it's basically a lot of it is just like trying to justify the cost. The cost, right? yeah. Uh, the part that like is the catch-22 here is none of the stuff in the calcium reactor is uh, going to last for eternity. So you're going to have to replace it. Yeah, it's you're going to have to replace cost. the regulator yeah. and all this other stuff. So. If you start adding in the, you know, pH probes and all the other stuff mm -hmm. that breaks on it over time, I don't know. It's not the reason. There's good reasons to do it, but that isn't one of them. Mm. Uh, in many cases, if you have a monster tank, uh, then that yeah, probably. Uh, all right. Uh, this is actually so. Here yesterday, you heard me talk a lot about like with nutrients, people bickering each other with the forums. They're not real polite with each other. This is actually one of the areas uh, with calcium and alkalinity you really don't see that as much because the science mm -hmm. is pretty sound. So people are sharing their opinions uh, on like what's best for them, but it was pretty clear what works and doesn't work. How much you pay for it and, and other elements like that are uh, different. But, different conversation, yeah. yeah. 
And I mean, there's extremes. So, you know, the extreme end of the DIY crowd is basically telling everybody Get it as cheap as you possible. Yeah, if you're an idiot, if you buy anything other than, like, uh, like you know, not just a bag of Dow Flake, but you had to get it from the central distributor and pay 17 bucks instead of 20. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, on the other end, you know, you have these, like, uh, you know, guys with infinite wallets who yeah. are looking at it like, you want me to take street de-icer and throw it into my uh, $10,000 aquarium <laughs> to save five bucks a month? You've got to be high. Yeah. You know, like I, so um, the answer usually is somewhere in between. And I will mm. tell you, I look back in it, and it is. It's somewhere in between yeah. at those two points. Uh, and this is that last one. For 2004, way back then, I trust my test kits. Oh, yeah. I trust them. I think they're right. Mm. I'm wrong. <laughs> You're wrong? No. Oh, you wrong. trust them like without fault. Yeah, no. I, I trust it like it's going to be some kind of lab-grade test that when it says 420, it's 420. Yeah. No. God, you'll defend it. You'll yeah, die defending like, it. Yeah, and then when I test it against the other one, no, the one I've been using for a while is right. The other one must be wrong. <laughs> and then I later learn that's all garbage. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. All right. So, let's fast forward now 10 years. It's now 2015. It's about the time that we are launching uh, the 52 mm -hmm. Weeks of Reefing. Mm -hmm. uh, Randy, uh, you work here now? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we got a whole slew of reefers here. I've talked to 8 million people since then. This isn't my first rodeo anymore. I got a decade of reef tanks behind me. Yeah. I got all the resources. I talked to a lot of mentors differently. I know something different than I knew 10 years before. So what happens during that period of 10 years? Uh, so the first one is test kits, mm. the one we just left on. Mm -hmm. They're they're not as accurate as you would hope so. They're not as accurate as you would think, and actually uh, we're okay with starting to think about them as ballpark tools. So here's the thing, man. If you watched uh, us uh, do some of our testing, you'll find out that not only are they you don't know if they're accurate. But if you get five people to do it, they're all going to read the endpoint different. They're all going to perform it different. They're all uh, the results are going to be shotgun blast across the board. Could be anywhere. Age of reagents are different between the one in my house and your house. And so the goal here is just to be close and consistent. So mm. you see, uh, still in 2015, people arguing about which test kit is oh, yeah. the best, uh, whether or not this one. Can I use this one to test the other one and all that yeah. stuff? Uh, it's just not true, though. Like, don't think of it as that. It, the thing only cost fifteen bucks. You know, it wasn't a uh, hundred and fifty dollar lab. After kit, it's passed you know. through three, two, three hands. Yeah, two, three hands. <laughs> so it just has reasonable expectations for it, mm -hmm. and I don't say that because it's frustrating to hear that. Yeah. I say it because it's real, and I say it that once you know it's real, you can just let go of that uh, desire for perfection because it's not going to happen. Not without right? a lot of money. And then. You can also realize that I don't need it to be perfect. I just need to keep it in a safe window and consistent there, and it'll produce the desired result. Mm, yeah. All right. So that's 2015. The start of it is, uh, you know, you know, learn how to use the tools that you have. But there's some that stand out too. Right? No, there are. Yes, yeah, there, there are. are a few that stand out. Uh, so I also find out that uh, between uh, 2004 and 15, alkalinity is more important than calcium. And I don't know why, for all those years, people said you need to distribute uh, dose calcium, 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 calcium. calcium, calcium. 
Alkalinity is by far more important. Seven times more readily available than the water than calcium. Mm -hmm. It fluctuates the fastest, it changes the fastest. Like it's an easier like canary for what's going on in your tank. Yeah, and it's not that calcium is important. They're both important because right. we're making calcium carbonate. Right. But it's that, like Randy said, there's seven times less of it in the tank. So when you pull some out, it drops the availability of it drops much faster. Mm. And it's closely connected to the pH and the buffer system of your tank. So when it drops, it affects all kinds of other things, yeah. the acidity of the water. Yeah. So alkalinity, more important. Far more important. 2015. Now Let's know that. Test it daily. All right. Uh, calcium chloride is not calcium chloride, I learned, at this point in time. Mm. Is this for the start of the, the testing the additives? Mm -hmm. Okay, so between here and there, so those of you who don't know, I'll just uh, super brief. You started bulk resupply. What we did is we had a source for Dow Flake here in Minneapolis, mm -hmm. and we also had a source for the uh, uh, special like uh, Dead Sea Meg Flake that yep. everybody in the nation was looking for. So uh, like, hey, man, why don't we sell them little buckets, you know? And so we did. Uh, and uh, thank God that all of you guys bought it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and, you know, but we're just trying to make it available because that stuff wasn't available in summer states. It mm -hmm. wasn't available in winter states uh, when it wasn't winter. Uh, and we just had to have an, a national distributor here in Minneapolis. Yeah, and about the only way you could actually get some of the, the, the stuff that you were looking for, the product or material that you're looking for, comes in such big bulk prices or sizes mm -hmm. you're never going to use it all. Like, well, I'm not going to buy that if I'm not ever going to use it. So what happened though is during that period of time, Dow Flake changes their formulation. And by changing their formulation, they just stopped selling bromide products. And where they got their bromide is from the calcium carbonate mines, mm. so, or calcium chloride, where they got all the calcium chloride. So they would take the bromide out of it as an impurity. Yeah. Well, when they didn't want to sell the bromide anymore, they just left it in because it didn't matter. It was getting thrown in the street. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and so like it was no longer suitable for the application. So Andrew and I called up every single place in the nation and said, if it has this lot number, I want it. And I bought it all. <laughs> You know, so we got all of the safe stuff in here so we could start hunting down the next solution. Yeah. Right? Okay. So I got to tell you, we went through hundreds of them. All of them. I was pulling them from all over the planet. Grab right? them. And most of them, you mix them up with water and they're just dirt. Yeah. It's just brown. I'd later find out that the brown in the calcium chloride, uh, from if you talk to the manufacturers, they'll tell you this, is... Yeah, it's industrial grade, man. So uh, the machinery that's uh, on the line to package it has rust on it. But they and, don't care. Why would you uh, care? Yeah, you're throwing it on the street. Yeah, so, why, why do you care so much? Yeah, so if it uh, turns kind of reddish when you mix it up, okay. you may not even see it. But if you mix it up next to a clear glass of water, you'll see, uh, like, this is pink. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, we went through tons and tons and tons of it. And actually where we ended up getting it from, because uh, I was dissatisfied with the vast majority of the affordable sources, is Michael Dupriti over mm. at, uh, what is the name of that salt company? Uh, somebody out there probably knows. Uh, Aquacraft, right? Oh, wow. So for a little while he was uh, you know, sourcing it for us, and then eventually we found our, our pharmaceutical grade material, mm. uh, like probably a year later, and that was the evolution of that. But what I found uh, along that way is calcium chloride is not calcium chloride is not calcium chloride. Yeah. Uh, and thank you, uh, Randy Holmes Farley, for spending the effort to find the safe one. 
but like when that well uh, ran dry. Yeah, the well ran dry was a kind of a, an issue. Uh, we also found that washing soda and soda ash and soda USP sodium carbonate are not the same no. as well. Uh, and it was around that time where we decided to you know move over to the pharma. And the last piece of the puzzle was actually sodium uh, carbonate it was a tech grade prior to that yeah uh, it was like the best of the ones we had available in the united states and then we went over to europe now and they used a, a usp grade over there and so we import that and one of the things there too is like uh, if you wanted to go get tech grade soda ash here you know go find a big yeah. old bag i want to provide something you know not readily available something of value to the community so if you want to use something that like doesn't mix up with the sudsy organics on it yep. and it's clear and has the same standards as all the other stuff you're using i want to provide that <laughs> and so uh through the help of all your guys to support we were able to start shipping in containers of that stuff and you know thank god everybody wanted it uh for the same reason we wanted to provide it i also learned along the way there in 2015 there's no such thing as pet grade right oh uh pet grade doesn't exist it's not um, made for that purpose I don't know. It's made for, well, it's like, what, human uh, consumption or tech? There's, There's like, like a handful it, of different grades for different applications. Yeah, yeah. But like in my mind, uh, when I was, a, you know, just as a reefer, I like, it's got a picture of a fish on it. There must have been something really special that was like, selected for this purpose. Mm. And the reality is, is there was, in many cases. It was the it cheapest was available thing. Market, <laughs> marketing ploy type. Well, it has Slap to go through fish four, on it and, four levels of distribution. Yeah. So now know what I know what it, the stuff costs. There's no way it can do that and not be a really, really expensive product. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. There's no pet grade out there. And so like you're just kind of at the mercy of like, you need to pick a brand, I guess, that you trust, you know, has earned your trust in the way that they behave their, so their way mm -hmm. themselves in the market uh, because there isn't a grade on the bucket uh, and you're just believing they have your best interests at heart. So then uh, that led to the big test. Okay, so this is actually a lot of information about just calcium chloride, but, I, you know, and like the variances from the DIY end to the other end. Right. But like this is the stuff that I've learned. Uh, okay, so you guys kind of get to see it over the course of a decade, you mm -hmm. know. And like, you know, I jumped in, dove in all the way to the Dow Flake, and then you find your way to the other end. And so finally, like I've looked at the stuff, I've seen a dirty brown, I've seen the rust, I've mm -hmm. talked to the manufacturers who mine the stuff, and I now know what it is and why it's there. So let's now. I, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but we sent in all the stuff for ICP MS testing. Twenty thousand dollars test on yeah. like five or six different uh, spectrums. Yeah, so we had like two retail products, the BRS bulk, another bulk, and then like we went and bought like off the, the grocery off store the grocery shelf. Store stuff yep, shelf. Yep. It was an alkalinity, a calcium uh, hydroxide, a, uh, like a calcium chloride a, a, a and magnesium. Yeah, so we had all of them covered. And it, what we found is the most expensive retail one was the worst of all the re aquarium label stuff, which yeah, is super disheartening. Yeah, the most expensive one sold specifically to our hobby turned out to be like, the worst. Yeah. Uh, visually, the other bulk I options? I think, I think the biggest part of that, that test is, for me, was seeing it visually in settling cones. And oh, yeah. the amount of stuff at the bottom of each settling cone. And like, oh, this is sold to you uh, for the industry like as uh, you know, a product that you're supposed to use in your tank. 
This is uh, off the shelf, you know, from, this is driveway ice melt. This is uh, pickling lime. And then there's the pharma stuff. And yeah, it's just once you see it, you can't unsee it. Well, so then you got, but you got the data now to support it. Like, uh, yeah. not like, we always joke, you can't see trace elements. Yeah, yeah, so, like, so if you can see with the naked eye, mix it up trace. brown, it's not trace. I yeah. don't know. So particularly the Kelkwasser was really, really uh, calcium hydroxide, yeah. really eye opening. Really eye opening. And so that stuff is just like likely largely mined and like you know processed as a raw material. Whereas the pharma stuff is actually designed predominantly for baby formula. Mm. Totally different standard. Oh yeah. yeah so, uh, I don't know. Anyway, so I, I learned man, a lot how the chemical is in the chemical is in the chemical. Uh, there's different standards in on how they're produced mm -hmm. and there's a different quality and, and reliability. Uh, one of the things I actually learned is the cheap way to, to do this, and actually they were doing this in Europe uh, for a while, is uh, like uh, the cheapest way to find some things is like build a standard and then go find a mine that meets that standard oh, rather okay. than purifying it to that standard. Yeah. The problem is, is you get these pockets uh, of impurities that don't get caught. And so they don't actually allow that for many chemicals in Europe anymore. And I don't think they allow that here hmm. or ever did. So now the, the way it works now is you actually have to purify the, the chemical to that, standard. to that standard. You can't just like go find you know, veins that are relatively pure and still have it meet that grade. Yeah. You can have it most of the time meet that standard, like uh, isn't USP, but like shares the same standard, uh, <laughs> like really vague uh, terminology like that. I don't know. Right. All right, so we learned all, all of that. Uh, 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 I think we also learned, this is an interesting one. Oh. This one's really hard to stomach, actually. The 39 or 38? Uh, 38. This one, man, I, I, like I, I, I plead with people to listen to over the years, and sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But, you know, and I'm guilty as this of this is the next person, especially early on, is... I dosed this to my tank, mm. and everything seemed okay. It must be safe. Yeah, that's that mentality of if it's not happening immediately, it, there's nothing wrong. Like if it's not talk, if if I'm not if I'm dosing something to my tank, it mixed up dirty brown, I'm okay with it. Or I'm not, I, I'm just not concerned about the quality of what I'm dosing my tank. And my fish don't jump out because it's toxic. And it's pretty good. Yeah, so the difference which you're missing here is the difference between one dose and a thousand doses mm -hmm. over the next three years. Yeah. Uh, so one dose of something is different than a thousand. So uh, you just got to kind of be aware of that. All right, anyway, so enough talk about the variances because honestly, this sounds like really self serving <laughs> because, uh, you know, we sell what I believe to be the best stuff out there. But let's get into the actual calcium stuff. Mm. Uh, uh, well, I'm not done with all that, kind of, that stuff. Yeah. So here's the thing, man, is what I also learned uh, is Kalkwasser is just not popular, but I don't get why. Ah, yeah. You, I remember you were telling me. Because my natural progression, my thought process when I first came in the hobby was, all right, so you want to grow corals. You want to start, you know, supplementing your tank. You start with Kalkwasser. That only takes you so far because there's a saturation level. And then you go to two-part, and that only takes you so far. And then you go to calcium reactor. Like, for some reason, that was drilled into my brain that that was a progression, and you can quickly outgrow Kalkwasser. Mm-mm. 
But it's not uh, true. You can take some tanks really, really far really with Kalkwasser, and Kalkwasser raises the pH. Mm -hmm. It's a one-part additive that's inherently Super balanced. Simple. Like one of the easiest ways is just dump some in your outer top off as a new reefer. I can tell you that it worked. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't know. And it's the least expensive. It is the least expensive. Uh, too. So. I don't know why, is it not why this isn't more widely used. Mm. And I think part of it is like I see when I ask this question, I see a lot of disinformation, you know. But the way it works is calcium hydroxide ionizes in the water, calcium pops off, hydroxide attaches uh, to uh, the carbon dioxide, mm. forms carbonate, and uh, like you've now added calcium and carbonate and reduced carbon dioxide from the tank. Three things that are all very valuable. Yeah. Right. There's no sodium left. There's no uh, uh, chloride left over. Salinity isn't changing. So I'm not going to bother trying to change the world. But I am actually like, kind of shocked at this point. Reconsider Kalkwasser. Yeah, the Kalkwasser isn't more popular because uh, it should be. Nothing to do with its max potency. It can take you a lot farther than that. It take you a lot farther than you think. Uh, all right. At the time, 2015. Ah. Most of the community thinks that calcium reactors add trace elements. I thought the same thing, too. Me, too. Right? You're melting Hey, it's calcium. coral skeleton. I don't, mm. That's natural. Isn't there trace elements in that stuff, too? Yeah, some, some is. That's what I thought. Yeah, you find out, though, a lot of those trace elements are actually used by the animal in its tissue to regulate metabolic processes, you know, the molybdenum, the iron, the zinc, the manganese, and all that kind of stuff. Didn't get sucked into yeah, the skeleton. It's being used by the zooxanthellae. It's being in the, you know, tissue of the coral, the live animal. Mm. Uh, isn't isn't in any great degree in its skeleton, and you know people have debated that for a while, and it's still I can't tell you this is like a definitive test, but what we did is run the uh, ran the calcium reactor at its top strength that we could get it max potency, uh, yeah. and then we sent off an ICP report. Uh, the difference between uh, that and just the salt water that was being fed to it, yep. and we found that definitely it adds strontium. And it definitely adds phosphate. <laughs> definitely adds for all the medias uh, adds yeah. phosphate. Uh, but like most of the other ones are largely the same. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I won't tell you that's 100% definitive. But uh, if you ask me what I believe now, is it adds some, but it's not You're a real not solution for trace elements. trace elements. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that is just a belief, really. So even back then, 2015, these calcium reactors were a thing that... It was a little, not over your, it wasn't over your head, but you're just not, mm. not using it. Okay, so we strongly debated putting a calcium reactor oh, and 52 weeks of reefing on this yeah. tank. Uh, and you guys actually voted it off the island for, <laughs> thank God, actually, at the time. Uh, but yeah. but uh, back then, the conversation with the calcium reactor, and this is probably what drew me to it because of how complicated it was. I like the challenge. I'm a, I'm a gear nerd, gear junkie. I like that it has regulators and knobs and twisties and mm -hmm. all this other stuff. Uh, so I adopted it because you know it was exciting. I, I get it. You mean I get a hospital grade dosing pump for this thing? I get all this, and I get to show it off to people. Like check out my calcium reactor, man. It's really cool. But the the way to tune it was you know this. Mm. Adjust this. Adjust this. Adjust bubble count. Adjust pH. Adjust effluent flow. And so confusing to dial in. All right. So right now, man, as a true gear junkie, I'm, I'm getting the shakes. Uh, <laughs> just hearing you talk about it, I want one. Uh, you know. But uh, here's the thing: is uh, I want that, but I know internally me, yeah. 
six months from now, I don't actually want to monkey with it. I want to learn how to use it. Mm -hmm. I like the excitement of it, but I don't actually want to go check on it every two months. Yeah. May do the you know matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which oh, the matrix actually turns out to be garbage. There's a way better to do it. A way to do it. You'll hear that later as well. Uh, but at the time, man, it's this matrix of if I up the flow rate, then the carbon dioxide level goes down, the pH goes down, so I got to update the carbon dioxide. But if I up the carbon dioxide, man, like, and there's just like all these different things are Eyes changing. Crossed. Yeah, yeah, and like it, it ends up kind of being like one of these things where you just become a pro and you kind of like get a feel for it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, you know, because the people have been doing it for years will tell you it's easy. Yeah, uh, but you had to. That's kind of like there's more of an end point, a starting curve. point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so um, also still 2015, personally on the fence about trace elements. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to learn that like some of the things I thought were true maybe weren't, mm -hmm. and I'm a little, like I'm still kind of gun still shy. Got, still got that snake oil burned you feeling mm -hmm. in the back I of your brain. I still got snake oil scars on me. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, and uh, uh, I don't know. I had two big issues that really rung true for me at this point. Yeah. Uh, one uh, uh, is a lot of people from the club really installed this in my head, which is don't dose what you can't test for. I still see that repeated mm -hmm. kind of to the day. I especially believe that about like the uh, trace element all-in-ones. Like yeah. you want to dose trace elements and you dump them in and uh, like uh, if my iron's low, I'm just going to dump in everything else along mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just like it feels so wrong. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So uh, there's that, and then there's also are the benefits realistic? So measurable. am I measurable? Yeah. Am I going to find them? Uh, is this all? Is this still somebody just trying to sell me something? And the only way to find out would be to set up identical systems and do this and do. There's so many variables okay. in it. Like you just kind of have no, to take so a blind. No, so the real thing is, isn't that because you won't find anything definitive yeah. from that? I now know this. It's set up at least two of this and at least two of that. Mm. Better three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and have six tanks up to find Repeatable the answer to this question. Like, nobody does that. Yeah. You know, of all the exact same <laughs> corals, and you've maintained all the parameters the same and all And there's of them. so many different trace element options out there. Like, how do you know which one to it? Yeah. And if it did, all you'd find out is this one does or doesn't work. You wouldn't know about all the rest. Yeah. Do so you have to run the test again? I don't, I don't know, man. It's hard. Mm. So, uh, however, at the time, there's also way more do dosing pumps in the market, thank God. So all the manufacturers have brought dosing pumps, dosing pumps, uh, so. uh, pumps out. Yep. Thank you very, very much yep. uh, in 2015. ICP testing Becomes is a now a thing. There you go. I, I don't can... know if it's 2016, somewhere around there. Yeah, it was pretty close. Yeah, mm -hmm. 16, 17 is about when we started down that path, I think. But mm -hmm. uh, I do have, well... It's kind of like a blessing and a curse, double-edged sword here on this one. But I now have a way to test all of these elements that I've never been able to test before other than maybe like lead elements for certain, you know, different uh, mixtures of trace elements. But uh, the double-edged sword is, well, now you got me wanting to play mad scientist and you've made them available to me to play mad scientist and I'm going to defend the results of my ICP test because it's testing far, it's in a laboratory, it's testing far beyond any test kit that I can do at home. Uh, now I'm going like, to go to the grave with mm -hmm. its results. This is where all of you guys saw me dive headfirst into uh, Triton because it can prove it works. And so the snake mm. oil salesman like, uh, that is like, hit me yeah. is like, I don't know. Like everybody says mine's the greatest. Everyone's all, all complete, contains all elements known to man, mm. all the beneficial ones, blah, blah, blah. And like every time I like, cringe to it, this one, the Triton one, 
makes those same claims, but then provides a test kit yeah. that actually proves that it does that or doesn't do it, and then allows you to correct it individually mm. or gives you directions on how to correct it. To me, this was accountability to the claims that I made and the opposite of snake oil. Yeah, well, and the, the thought process was logical too in that, okay, so you're telling me if I, uh, the approach, if I cover, if I, and I think that was kind of the pitch when, when it was first out was, if you're telling me that I can take care of nitrates and I can take care of phosphates with a refugium, I can take care of major elements, calcium alkalinity and, and magnesium, I can take care of trace elements. So all that's left is, uh, I don't have to, you know, water changes are not really doing anything anymore because we're slightly believed that yeah, that, uh, that uh, water changes were kind of like the trace element thing, but you've included them in the, in the solution. Uh, but I'm less relying on water changes. Like that thought process made this even more believable too. And let's, believable in trace elements. Let's dumb it down farther than that, yeah. actually. So there's like the whole Triton method and all the water change garbage mm -hmm. and all that other mm -hmm. stuff. But at the heart of it, it's just a four part, you know, like any other calcium and alkalinity ad says it has trace elements. Yeah. The difference is, is unlike, or just like all of them, it says it's the best and they, you know manages all the stuff perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> This one now, for the first time, actually gives you a window on whether or not it's actually doing that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, it spoke to me, because it solved this problem that I had for a decade. And like every actually great uh, like manufacturer and product out there, it isn't, they don't develop something that they thought was great for themselves. It was, they saw something out in the marketplace, I saw a problem out there, and they solved it. And I think in this case, uh, I mean, you can make up your own mind whether or not they really solved mm -hmm. it or not, but it was definitely a big problem in the marketplace of all of the stuff, all of it says they're perfect, and they all do it totally different. It cannot be true for all yeah, of them. Yeah, true. Uh, all different price points, all kinds of different stuff. So it spoke to me. Uh, I also liked the fact that Triton was uh, for refugiums at the time. Mm -hmm. It had a special use. They actually formulated specific to that, so they recognize you have a refugium. So let's add the iron, the molybdenum, and other uh, things that are going to be consumed in that type of environment. Right. I don't know. So that was uh, 2015. It was kind of a new, neat entry. And I think if you were around for 2015, everybody was talking about Triton one way or another. Love it, hate it, oh, whatever. True. It was an interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. So end of all of that is trace elements are just a gamble based on beliefs and priorities. Take a blind step off of that ledge and decide for yourself whether or not you believe it and whether or not you're going to do it. And I say that it will be that way tomorrow and it will be that way 10 years from now. Mm. And, and I say that because like to this day, we don't know the true effects of uh, all of the what is this know, single magnesium the de 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 like depletion in Randy yeah, or my dog <laughs> or my bird. I don't and know. like there's way more money in those areas than there is in uh, reef tanks. Mm. And so it will just won't ever happen. Yeah. You know, and we're never going to find out for sure the answer to that equation. So you're just going to have to take a, a leap of faith one way or the other and make a cost analysis. So like if the thing is going to cost you an extra thousand dollars a year, you better have a way of believing that it's actually going to do something or measuring it. Mm -hmm. If it's going to cost you an extra 10 bucks a year, all you need is belief yeah. at that point. Man, you just, it needs to make sense and uh, uh, work. So, uh, all right. So 
At that point in time, you're also starting to see in 2015 a whole bunch of, even though the balling method has caught on huge in Europe, yep. hasn't really caught on in the United States all that well. But you're seeing all these copies. Copycats. Yeah. A, it's the A and the B and the little bit of C, and then mm -hmm. now I've got a full complete system. And Yeah, so there's like no shortage of probably a half dozen different copies of the balling method at this point, all trying to approach They were doing it, it back in manner. 2004. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, like uh, I don't. Uh, it was kind of interesting, and uh, uh, a lot of them were European copies, so it made sense because mm. it was so big over there and, and followed well so well over there. Uh, but they made their way over here. At this point, uh, we're doing a calcium level of 420 mm. alkalinity. Who knows? Uh, nobody's has decided at this point what is the right alkalinity. Some people are arguing. You know, natural seawater is a level of seven is perfect. Yeah. Uh, you know, Red Sea Coral Pro bucket is like 11. Uh, you know, this <laughs> stuff is like all over the place. Uh, I don't know. Magnesium, most people are around 1280. Yeah, and I think that's, we, I think we might have missed that one in the last, okay, we did. In the last one. But in 2004, roughly the same. Same thought process. Mm -hmm. around, around 420 for calcium, alkalinity, still don't know. And magnesium about. I'm gonna hone in today. I'll give you the exact uh, alkalinity level. But like at this point, uh, we in don't 2015, know. we still don't know. Mm. Like mm. undecided. Know. You're all over the place. Uh, we're also uh, at this point, 2015. My personal belief is that chasing pH is more likely to mess up your tank than help it. It's not worth the effort. Don't bother with pH. Throw your probe away. Stop caring about it. Yeah, uh, I do remember that. Yeah, uh, like. Uh, I, maybe I'm going too far with throw the probe away because you can find you know issues that way. But yeah. uh, I was wrong. I'm gonna tell you uh, uh, I was wrong on that front. And the reason that I said that though is because like people were trying to chase the pH dragon, mm -hmm. peg it to something, do everything in, under their power to try to change it, and including dosing stuff. Yeah, nine ninety percent of the people trying to fix uh, their pH were using things called pH buffers. Yeah, which is just an alkalinity buffer. <laughs> uh, it's basically dosing like uh, you know the two part without the other part, without the calcium part. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, uh, or they were like loading up their tank full of an obnoxious amount of boron or borate, uh, and is actually messing up the chemistry of the tank more than you're helping. Now that the you know, entire hobby has really grasped the fact that as long as your alkalinity is on uh, point uh, or maintained well, it's almost certainly carbon dioxide in the room. Yeah. You know, the carbon dioxide in the room creates carbonic acid in the tank. If we can reduce the carbon dioxide in the room, it reduces the carbonic acid in the tank. So now that we've known that, and like we did know that then, but it wasn't like really drained into our souls. And now most of the community has adopted that mm. 90 plus percent of the pH issues are related to carbon dioxide in your home, not in the tank, but in your home and then it gets in the tank. Well, we can solve the carbon dioxide thing uh, in ways that like without dumping in buffer. You know? <laughs> so I don't know, that was wrong mm. uh, in 2015. Uh, it is worth solving. Uh, it just isn't if you're just gonna play a mad scientist with yeah. buffer. Yeah. So we started playing, well, that's about the time we started playing with like that scrubber on the 160 mm -hmm. and things like that. And that's when we found this, this next one, which is uh, uh, increasing pH. When we, when we put the scrubber on the 160 and we put a solenoid on there to peg it, uh, keep it like at 8.3 as best we could, funny thing happened. 
our alkalinity uh, started to decline, like, like fast, fast within days. The, the, the dose correction meant we had to increase the, increase the dose, the like dose 50%. which means something's happened. It's going somewhere, and it's not precipitating anywhere. Mm -hmm. Where's it going? Yeah, so uh, then right after that, we'd find out that uh, increasing the photo period Same thing. increases alkalinity consumption. Wow, so we increase the, increase the pH, and all of a sudden we're growing coral faster, yeah. uh, and we're in measured by how much alkalinity is consumed. It isn't. Well, I could go through a long history uh, later on, but it wasn't <laughs> precipitation. Right. Uh, and then the light thing, the same thing. Well, lo and behold, if I go from eight hours to 10, I can increase the amount of energy given the coral by 20%, and my dose goes up 20%. Interesting. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, and so we learned that at, at that point in time, that uh, alkalinity is like one of, like, at the, fa at the time, I felt like it was, you know, a pulse on... You know, if you're doing things good or things bad. Later on, I tell you, it's probably the number one best indicator of any change yep. that you do to your tank, whether your corals like it or hate it. Yep. So, uh, alkalinity consumption, watch it. All right, that's 2015. All right, in the history <laughs> books, it's behind us. Uh, for those of you that uh, don't know, and we're on pace here. Like, we're only an hour into this. Ah, we got two pages yeah, left. Yeah, I don't two know. Down, we might, we might be two hours today. There you go. Uh, so, all, all right, right so here's where we are today. 2020, right? Yeah, this is like only a five-year difference. The first was a 10-year difference. Now it's a five-year difference. What have we learned in five years? Okay, and this is what we know. Today, I can tell you with great degree of confidence that uh, it's either this straight up fact or I believe this wholeheartedly to the point that I would tell you this uh, in that uh, degree of confidence. And then right after that, where we'd like to see the future go. And like, your million, million yeah, dollar idea. Five years, 2025, 20, where would we like to see uh, <laughs> uh, the future of the hobby in terms of calcium alkalinity? All right. So starting in 2020, uh, or not, or well, right around this year anyway, uh, we've honed in on some of the best test kits. Yeah, so we, not we, just garbage. Uh, which we, ones are the best? We tested it. Like we found a way to put some test kits to the test, and come to find out, uh, the testing all the things we found, the testing procedures, the way you perceive the endpoints. We had five people go through all of the test kits that we had available for alkalinity, calcium, magnesium. Uh, and found that we all tested differently, but there are some standouts. So we came up with the best of. Yeah, so we weren't testing for accuracy per no, se, because like, no. there's no standard uh, there. It's actually you really have to have kind a of difficult to, to do to that do in that. some ways, yep. uh, like, uh, because like, you can make up a sodium chloride thing and then dose it with calcium, but it's hard to make artificial seawater with all the interferences yes. and have this exact level of calcium. That's actually really hard to do uh, accurately. So it's more on consistency, and that's where the mindset of it, these test kits come from or uh, is starting to evolve too. And like, it, it doesn't matter how accurate they are, but if I personally, Randy, test the same procedure every single time and make adjustments based off of that procedure and the results I get, can really start to trust my results. So, end of the story, you should watch those videos. Uh, well, actually, you can just probably just listen to this. Uh, <laughs> here's the deal. is uh, We liked the uh, Red Sea calcium test kit yes. the best. Uh, for magnesium, it was the, the Aquaforest. Aquaforest one. And then for the alkalinity, the Hanna Hanna checker. checker. And I think right behind that was the uh, Sally Furt alkalinity mm -hmm. test yep. kit. Yep. And so that was a balance, though, of consistency, how close uh, the five different people read the ease similar of uh, yeah. uh, ease of use and cost yep. all, all in there. But if you're asking which ones, 
those no one brand made uh, it the best uh, and I have them at home now. I got mm -hmm. I brought those three home based on those experiences. Yeah, I used to be brand I used to be brand specific in all my test kits. Like I'd choose one and all, and all of them in that brand or another brand and all of them in that brand. Never mix and match them. But now I yeah. have a reason to mix like and match them. Like brand loyalty? No. Like some of these were just better than other ones. Yep. So Red Sea Calcium, uh, Aquaforest Magnesium, and Salford the Hannah Checker yep. for uh, alkalinity. That's what we use. All right. So then right after that came. Uh, uh, Automated testing. automated testing with the Trident and similar mm -hmm. like Aquatronica yeah. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, you know what? This is the the Trident. Like this is kind of where that piece I just talked about with if I know my alkalinity and I can see it charted out and I don't actually have to do the test all you know every single day yeah. and write it down. And then I can put notes in, like I changed my lights, uh, I did this thing, I come back to it in a week, and I can see that my alkalinity dropped then, it means that it it's consuming like it. more. No, it did like oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 right? it dropped, yep. So if my alkalinity, if I did change the lights and the alkalinity started to rise in the tank, that means it's consuming less. It means didn't the tank like didn't it. like it, mm. right? So there's almost so, anything. There's so much opportunity here for us to figure, uh, the slightest tweaks. You know, a slight tweak to your lights, a slight tweak to your flow, to your dosing. Uh, this is now a measurement tool that I can use as much as I would use my pH probe, as much as I would use my temperature probe, you know, my ORP, and all of these other things. I now get a window multiple times a day. So, like, uh, it doesn't matter if you're using a Trident or Aquatronica or whatever. All uh, the same. Aquatronic, yeah. rather. Uh, if you're using a, any of those things, it doesn't matter. Like, use the one that you think is best for Alkalinity you. Alkalinity is the most important, we said, and mm -hmm. you have tools to test it multiple I mean, times a day. If you give me the option, I'll, I'll take calcium and magnesium as well. I'm not really as concerned about those things dropping and falling yeah. on a daily level. Alkalinity? Uh, I guess it catches overdosing, uh, you know, if mm -hmm. something happened like that. But alkalinity... This is the best pulse on the health of uh, your tank as well as the changes in your tank. The health of the coral. It's like almost like measuring, like, you know when your dog stops eating, something's wrong. It's a measurement of his health. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, actually, I came up with this one on the fly right now. Uh, <laughs> I, it's actually that. I mean, like, if the coral stops consuming the calcium and alkalinity, or the alkalinity in this case, because it's, it's a, easier to measure. It's a measurement of their health. It is a measurement of the coral's health mm. or irritant in the water yeah. or that it's happy or unhappy yeah. is absolutely probably, like, not probably, I'm going to go all the way. This is the best, other than your eyes, this is the best indication of the coral's health. And actually, unless you're a super pro, it is better than your eyes. Mm. Right? Yeah, you have to be really in tune with your tank. Yeah, to know uh, calcium and be able to catch it the day that it happened. That's the, the day that part. something bad, uh, like, not killed it, not like took its health from Start 10 to, to 2. Change the trend. Took its health from 10 to 6.8. Hard. You to never do see that with no. your eyes. Mm -mm. Never. Most of us wait until the verge of death. We see it from yeah. 10 to 1. Anyway, so 2020. Yeah. Now there's a way to monitor calcium, alkalinity, magnesium in a totally different manner, and it actually ups the game in a way, totally different way. Way right? All right. So uh, yeah. So the same thing. Yeah. Health and trajectory can be closely monitored with daily alkalinity. All right. We landed on some parameters here in 2020. Yeah. So part of this came from uh, the Worldwide Corals guys, and I just kind of re reaffirm this kind of mentality over time as well. It may be slightly different than what they said, mm -hmm. but uh, calcium, 440, alkalinity, 
0.9, magnesium 1350. If you don't like those numbers, raise your hand and tell me uh, I'm totally wrong. I'm okay uh, can't with wait. it. I can't wait to hear all of it. <laughs> uh, this is the reason why I'm going to say those numbers and why I'm going to tell you you're wrong if you uh, disagree. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I can't. I never say that. Kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, this is why. It's because if you go look at the tests that uh, you and I and the other three guys performed, yep. when we did uh, uh, like a calcium test, there was like the, some of the best ones, 60 to 80 points in difference in the way that you read it and I read it and Aaron Dave. and Josh mm -hmm. read it and Dave read it. Uh, and even within the consistency of performing the test, there was also, like in, mag in the magnesium, one, hundreds of points. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, alkalinity too. Okay, so now I know that each person reads the endpoint this different. I know that they're performing it different. Mm -hmm. They're not when it says one minute. Very few people are saying, "Hey Siri, uh, give me a minute." Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, they're like, oh, "It feels like a minute." You yeah, know? Uh, and like they're reading the endpoint of when it turns kind of red. Is that purple, red, pink? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So just in the even just in the performance of the test, there's a, a range of fluctuation. Yes. And then. In the test kits themselves, they have a range of fluctuation. Accuracy. Accuracy. It could be 10%. Yeah. 10% doesn't sound like a lot, but if it's calcium, that's the difference between uh, uh, 40 points, one or the other, 380 or 360, mm. right? So why not pick a range in yeah. the middle? So I say this a, a lot, but if you can acknowledge the inevitable and deal with it, uh, you'll probably have the right results. If you ignore the inevitable, there's an inevitable result with that as well. Yeah. And so here's a couple of pieces. It's inevitable that the test kit is going to be somewhat inaccurate. Mm -hmm. It's inevitable that most of us are not going to read it perfectly. Mm -hmm. And over time, you're going to let your two-part jugs run dry. <laughs> yeah. like, there will be times where you're not dosing the way you're supposed to be. The, the dosing tube gets stuck and, and won't dose anymore. There's a laundry well, And it will take you days to figure it out, yep. if not longer. Yes. I, I guess that's the case for the magnesium and calcium and the trident, actually. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I wouldn't know. It'll catch when, when you stopped dosing. If the dosing things. pump, uh, like they get pinched off and stuck together, if it stopped dosing calcium, uh, I mean, it, 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 I wouldn't know until I tested. Yeah. Right. So this will give me a buffer, though. Mm -hmm. So uh, this will give me that buffer to tell me, you yeah. know, with at least with alkalinity, most people have a pH probe. So when it got like really far down, you it would trigger something. Right. 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 Uh, but uh, so that's the answer here is. Uh, at calcium at 440, I feel like 380 is a danger point. And I say that because most of the scientific community believes that you're going to impact the health of the coral mm -hmm. below 380. I also believe above 500 is probably a danger point. I don't have any reason to say that. There's no scientific data that says uh, where the max limit of calcium is toxic. Uh, but the further you get from natural seawater, yeah. 420, uh, the, the worse, right? But now you have a range. Now you have a, an, uh, a range for error and a range for me just messing up because I'm going to mess up. Yeah. I mean, Red Sea bucket is 465 right out of the bucket. And, and I've maintained tanks at 500 mm -hmm. as experiments and then, and like, actually did well. So yeah. I know if I shoot for 440 in calcium, I can go all the way up to 500 and I can go all the way down to 380. And the tank isn't going to have a terrible, terrible reaction to that. And that is why. I'm dealing with the inevitable. And if anybody out there says, I know the perfect level, uh, 
I'd ask you to share the proof as to where that is and how you know you actually have it. Because yeah. I question that as well. Yeah. All right. Same thing with alkalinity. Same thing with alkalinity. This one's actually even more important because I find that at seven, a lot of people have success at seven and a lot of people have uh, like terrible, terrible results. That's the same thing. Like if you're uh, riding the line. If I'm at seven and all of a sudden it's actually running, uh, you know, a point and a half lower than that because of my testing error, uh, and it's really five to five. Yeah, it's really low. That's really low. Yeah, and so if I'm at uh, shooting for nine and I miss it by a point and a half because of my testing error or the accuracy of my test kit or the dosing pump uh, stops working and so be it. it drops to seven and a half, I actually know I'm still good. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, that is why nine. I'm looking for a way of, to address not the perfect number, but a number that is safe and stable mm. long term, right? And then magnesium is 1350. I might actually say it's possible I'd go higher on this one, but like I think 1350 is a good number. The reason that magnesium still this is that seems a little because in in the la, in five years prior and in 2004 or 2004 era, you were sitting that, that's higher than the 1280 that most people were agreeing. 70 to. points higher. Yeah. But if you go look at our, uh, the way that we read all those test kits uh, between the different, different people blindly on difference a whole bunch of them. Hundreds of points. Yeah, 300 point difference. Yep. Uh, mm. So like a 70 point difference from natural seawater. Let's just go a little higher than that because nobody has seen any. This is one of those things with, with magnesium. Very few people believe that going a little low is actually going to be so deficient that it would hurt. I mean, it's three times as much of this in the water as calcium, mm. and it's definitely not used like calcium is. Right. Uh, and also, people have used, like, used way higher levels, as much as 2,000, like eradicate biopsis yeah. and stuff. And so just a little bit more to account for testing error. And also, because you're elevating your calcium and alkalinity a little bit, having the extra magnesium in there will hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully prevent some of the precipitation, at least fight it back a little yep. bit. Mm -hmm. Those are the numbers. Those are the reasons. Calcium 440, alkalinity 9, <laughs> magnesium 1350. You don't have to follow that. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, and if you have a different mentality, hopefully you have a good reason behind it. Yeah, please and share it's right that for too. you. That would be great. Uh, that's the reason for me. Yep. Uh, all right. 2020. This one's going to be tough to hear. Ah. All right. I like this one. Trace elements matter. End of story. You can stop talking about it right now. The trace elements absolutely matter. Anybody who says anything different than that doesn't understand uh, the biology of animals and functions. how minerals uh, regulate uh, met metabolic function within uh, the animal to create energy and tissue. If you feed me two things and two things only that were straight up one element each, I'm going to be deficient. Mm, it's true. And so iron, molybdenum, zinc, copper, all these things play a role in you know, how an animal metabolites uh, uh, or regulates metabolic function. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, it's just true. So the question is, at what point can it fall to where it's actually going to be negative? The answer is we'll never know. I, yeah, right. right. So, uh, and it's also the kind of thing that is going to show up uh, six months from now. Uh, so it's not the kind of thing that, like, uh, all of a sudden, you know, Randy's deficient in zinc and he's going to keel over right here. You know? <laughs> You're no. just going to kind of, like, watch some elements of his health, like, deteriorate uh, over time. And, like, visually, I won't be able to tell it. No. Uh, you know, Randy will be able to tell it because he feels crummy. But uh, you won't even maybe know, even know why himself. Yeah, well, and that's a, yeah, the same analogy. If I go eat like 
some fast food one time today, you're not going to see any difference from me. Uh, but like you said, uh, I may feel like crap the next day if I'm not used to that diet. But now six months later, three squares a day of the same stuff, mm -hmm. you'll notice a difference visually. Yeah, this is actually a good story that somebody shared with me a while ago. It was about molybdenum. And so when you first hear the word molybdenum, you're like, what is that? Why would I ever use that? I don't know. Who cares? You know, yeah. It's just like some random <laughs> trace only. So what it actually does is regulates the rate of photosynthesis. And mm -hmm. so like uh, uh, there was some area of Australia that couldn't uh, produce food anymore. Uh, they couldn't like produce wheat and it wasn't growing anymore. And eventually they figured out uh, that uh, the soil was deficient in molybdenum. They went out there and sprayed it on there. And then, you know, the following years, they were exporting wheat. Yeah. Right? So it uh, turns out the corals are uh, regulating the rate of photosynthesis is important. Same uh, thing. And you're stripping it all out with your refugium because uh, that thing's sucking that it out. That thing's sucking it out, too. Yeah, yeah. So like, these things matter. And if you feel like they don't, you can leave room for argument of when it will matter. But to say that the trace elements just matter means matter. that, like, all known biology of animals just throw in the trash garbage. Yeah. That's not true. I refuse yeah. to believe that. <laughs> All right. So that said, so we can say that out loud. And what we can do by saying that out loud is acknowledge it. And now we can learn from it. Yep. It's going to be anecdotal. End of story. Because there is not going to be deficient, you know, it's proof. If you're waiting for proof and exactly what zinc does, beyond a shadow of a doubt, peer-reviewed study, it. it's never going to happen. No. And it's a hobby. So you get to use anecdotal stuff. What I don't like is uh, anecdotal from Randy uh, uh, determining for me. I can use Randy's uh, experience, decide whether or not this is right for me, apply it to my own tank, and then decide whether or not it's worth what's coming out of my wallet. Right. Right? Yeah. Uh, like, I, I had a, a vision of what this was going to do. I'm going to watch it now for six months. Maybe I'll take some pictures along the way. And I'll decide whether or not the animals I care for are doing better because I chose to care for them differently. Mm. Uh, and if not, uh, let me not necessarily, I don't even have to necessarily put the money back in my wallet. I can just find a different area that's going to produce better results. <laughs> you know, uh, something else will do that. Or, you know what? I go to the movies. You know, yeah. uh, grab a beer with my buddies stick, and spend the money there and instead. Stick your head in the sand about Trace Elements. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, I can do that. Go to the movies uh, instead. All right. And, and related to that, this is going to be hard to hear too. It's survival isn't a measurement of success. That's the fact that you sit here living and breathing does not mean this is the healthiest version of Randy and Ryan that you can have. You know? <laughs> no. uh, same thing with the corals. That was yeah. That came out of yesterday's conversation too. Is uh, you know the survivability of our corals and our fish and things like that at the cost of algae eradication uh, is just not a standard to live by. Uh, mm -hmm. These are pets. All Everything in this tank is alive and growing, and we should treat it as such like, like I would my dog, mm -hmm. just like I would uh, myself. So survivability means it, like it's comfort zone, like I haven't killed anything yet or only a handful of things. Uh, mm -hmm. But also, like... With coral, what happens is uh, they get stressed, and then they live in that stress zone for quite a while, surviving, and it just takes something to push them over the edge. And you accidentally you know? did something, something yeah, changed. Anything, man, a little bit of a temperature change, yep. all that kind of stuff. It just kind of pushes it over the edge. And actually, again, I think we talked about yesterday with uh, Jake Adams, and he did a live video the other day about uh, uh, some of his corals, and he's super in tune with them. And you know, he said he went to go see uh, Worldwide 
and they have the exact same corals that he has uh, uh, there as he has at his house or his uh, facility, at, mm. rather, and they just look better at Worldwide. Yeah. So this is surviving over at Jake's uh, facility, and he acknowledges it. He thinks it looks great. They look better here. <laughs> They're growing faster. Their polyps are, are bigger, flusher. The coloration is better. The fluorescence is better. Mm. So is survivability the only goal? Let's challenge that because uh, uh, I think we can do better. I'm sure we'll hear that in the future in, All right. in the next few. So this is the, the, the piece I've shared at a lot of trade shows. And, mm. you know, like the, the analogies between human beings and corals aren't 100%, but like you can, just, they're just to get you into the mindset, again, a survivability. I ask this question a lot, and I get very in, various answers, <laughs> which is how long could Randy live on a diet of three squares a day of McDonald's? I could, I could probably live a long time. Decades, I yeah. bet. He wouldn't be healthy or uh, happy, but he would live. He'd be deficient in all kinds of minerals. Uh, <laughs> Vitamins would, and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. Uh, like his eyesight's probably going. His joints are jacked. Uh, he's probably <laughs> really fat. All kinds of other problems, you know. But he's alive. Yep. Yeah. And so that's the same thing with the coral, man, is like with the help of the zooxanthellae, they'll provide, you know, many of the amino acids and they'll provide like uh, a lot of the energy. But like the coral isn't going to synthesize molybdenum out of thin air. Not thriving. It's not going to synthesize zinc out of thin air. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we actually have to provide that. So, uh, you know. I don't know, end of the analogies. Mm. Uh, do what you want with that information. But I'm going to tell you right now, I think the best thing that we could do for the whole industry is accept the fact that these Trace minerals uh, regulate metabolic function. It's, it's true. Yep. Now how do we use that Decide. information to find you know, definitive uh, mm. results with the corals that we all appreciate? Definitive results either being better coloration, better health, better polyp extension, healthier, uh, uh, lusher tissue, and specifically reduced mortality. Yeah. All right. Uh, Where we sit today in 2020. Okay. Where we sit here in 2020. Water changes. Water changes with trace elements will actually take you a long way. Yeah. Two, three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. can eat... And actually, this is that—that that was kind of the really the eye-opener one here. Uh, I don't see it on here on the list, but speaking to this point, uh, when we were kind of coming up with the AKC, the BRS AKC, and that Tropic Marin blatantly said, "Don't dose trace elements in your first two years. Water changes will get you there." Yeah, don't put this in. Don't 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 use the product I want to sell. Yeah, yeah, good. Good on them. Yeah, but it makes sense. Well, and I'm looking at the E170. And it grew from, you know, those tiny little frags is like, uh, now it's just like oh, uh, overgrown jungle. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like, uh, it was just doing two part and uh, part C and, the, and water changes. And, you know, the mentality there was, yeah, in the beginning when they're tiny little frags, you just don't need it. Like the water changes are enough, not to like fully replace it, mm-hmm. but to slow the loss of uh, minerals way down. Yeah, it right? can get you a ways. Yeah. After a while, you're going to have to entertain them. That is an important thing, man. Like, this is the part that I don't think the hobby actually thinks about enough is the things and practices that I do in the first two years mm. may be totally different uh, for the years three and four. It may be totally different again for years eight and nine. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so at three and four, this tank is now, like, proportionally, there's going to be more coral than there's going to be water in there soon. 
Of course, it's <laughs> uptaking uh, uh, trace elements much faster than it was before. Yeah. Right. And so now that kind of seesaw of trace elements and water changes that will eventually go down is now going down much faster. Mm. Uh, and so now it's time to uh, take an approach to that. It was actually really refreshing to hear uh, from Lou and Tropic Marine. Like, yeah, I don't know. We don't actually. It's nice to have a tuber that doesn't have the trace elements in it to begin with, because you might actually just be feeding like uh, pest organisms yep. and things in the tank, not necessarily your corals when the corals are only this big. Yeah, they're hardly consuming any of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's also just a waste of money. They're like, oh, thank you. Uh, there's no other word <laughs> for it. For not uh, and it's just like also made sense to me, yep. and it actually fit right in the middle of my. Like, you know what it did? It said, these guys aren't selling snake oil. That's yeah, what it said to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. These, care, these guys care about the outcome of my tank, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. These guys care about the people that are doing this. Uh, Not just trying to sell yeah. me some stuff. Bravo. I don't know. That's All what right. I got out of it. Cool. Okay. So, uh, also, uh, we found Kalkwasser reactor. Instead of using it in your ATO like I used to use it, mm. use it in a reactor with the dosing pump. Yeah, this is that mentality of from 2015 that has evolved almost 180 in that uh, you didn't understand why people didn't uh, rely on Kalkwasser. I didn't understand how far I could take Kalkwasser, but then you put it in a reactor and you feed it with a dosing pump as like a one part solution rather than my ATO that's on the whim of how much it's evaporating the day on how much my tank that gets dosed. Uh, maybe it needs more, maybe it needs less, but now I have a measurable one-part solution that if I need more, I can increase the dose. If I need less, I can decrease the dose. Let me dumb that down one more step for you. Because <laughs> uh, it, honestly, it's like not a way that most people think about this. Yeah. So most people hook up their calcium or their calcwasser, uh, put it in a bin, their auto top-off dumps mm -hmm. it in, or they put it through a reactor, auto top-off pump dumps it through it. You're at the whim and mercy of how concentrated that solution is yep. and how much your tank evaporated a day. It's really loose. You know? Yeah, doesn't get you very far. Except for, it's just like a less concentrated two-part in one part. I could choose to dose 2,000 milliliters of this a day mm -hmm. through the reactor, from a freshwater bin, through the reactor, and it's just like dosing in one part, and the reactor keeps it close to max potency. Yeah. Uh, and then if they're dropping, I can just dose 2,200 milliliters. That's easy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so that, I mean, like, instead of being at a whim of uh, the... Of your ATO. I almost did this with the 360, by the way. Yeah. And, I, and it's not too late for me to actually consider this. To do some this. Kalkwasser? Yeah, well, to, to see how long the Kalkwasser takes me, because it's the cheapest solution out mm, there. Uh, and I'm like, I'm not really worried about trace elements in the beginning. I'm talking myself into this, actually. <laughs> no, um, and, uh, like... Why not? You know, like it, it's just a really inexpensive way that you, know, you got to buy the reactor a couple hundred bucks, but they'll save it over two part uh, yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so Kalkwasser, uh, better run instead of in your ATO uh, through a reactor as a one part machine, and then use a dosing part to regulate how much you dose rather than being a whim of how much evaporation. That's what we learned. 
That's where we're at in 2020. Uh, I also learned that an EC pen will tell you the calc washer's potency, so you don't have to just guess whether or not like you're uh, depleted or not. Electrical conductivity is the yeah. best way to measure. It's basically uh, from like a hand, or not Hannah, uh, uh, oh, oh, the TDS meter guys, HM Digital. Yeah, there you go. So HM Digital sells a pen, pen. that's uh, electrical conductivity rather than TDS. TDS is just electrical conductivity with a multiplier on it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but with a, a conductivity, you can stick the pen in when it's uh, fully, you know, saturated. saturated. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you that you may not ever hit full saturation, so don't go chasing that dragon. But you'll figure out where your uh, balance ends up, and then you can just use that pen. And when it drops uh, below that, you'll know, hey, more you know powder. what? Add more powder, or it's time to swap it out. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, if you use Kelkwasser, uh, use an EC pen. It will tell you, uh, you know, whether or not it's time to change out the uh, the material. Uh, this is calcium reactor time. Okay. Right. This man we learned in 2020. Love this, uh, one. this is like, I would still, I would really consider using one of these now, which is, we now realize the value of pegging the pH in a reactor, and all the flow rate garbage doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. That. Um we did, I did extensive testing on, uh, all right, pH at 6.7, flow at 10, 20, uh, you know, all the way up to 100, 120. And how does that affect the, uh, the effluent concentration? Uh, and it's really not that big of a deal. Is it like dose more or dose less of that concentration? So I'm hesitant to actually tell you guys the garbage that uh, I was told prior to this. Oh. Was, uh, because it's just going to lose it was you. all theory. When it's so much easier. Yeah. Okay, so the, the garbage on this is I'm dosing carbon dioxide to this thing to melt the media, lower the pH. Mm -hmm. I have to have a certain flow rate. If I increase the flow rate, then I have to increase the amount of carbon dioxide. Otherwise, will, uh, the pH will drop. And every time you're like changing the amount you dose to the tank, and the flow rate is the amount that's going in the tank, so I can change the, like, it's just a flow mess, rate doesn't matter. You know, whatever. Yeah. Okay, so throw all that garbage in the trash. <laughs> that's so... Way if easier. you go in there and set the pH uh, inside the reactor, use a pH controller. Mm -hmm. You know they sell like standalone ones. Yeah. Or you could use like yeah. an Apex. Set it in there to six point seven. It creates a stable concentration like of a, calcium alkaline. Like a single solution. The potency of it is pegged the same way that your two part is pegged. Mm. Uh, it may flux with a little bit for sake of argument, but not really to any meaningful amount. And now all I have to do is walk up and adjust how much I'm dosing to the tank. Yeah, it's Simple. like you have a one-part machine that creates this high concentration of it on demand. And I turn it up if I need more. I turn it down if I need less. Yeah, and so some so people easy. actually use like the dose and say, I just dose, uh, you know. Split uh, it up as multiple you know, times a tens day. Tens of thousands yep. of milliliters a day. Mm -hmm. Or now more popularly uh, is like the, the Camor. Uh, Camor. Yeah. And, you know, just dose 40 milliliters a minute. And if I want to dose more calcium, 45. Done. Easy. I don't have to change the gas. I don't have to do any of the other garbage. Yeah. The pH con uh, uh, will controller will peg it for me. So if you want to use a calcium reactor, the only thing that you need to know at this point now is use a, 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 a mm. pH controller to peg the uh, the pH inside the reactor. You'll peg the concentration, and if you want, you know we actually sold the like. The Camor pump is the revolutionary part of this. Oh, yeah. And actually, you can just use a needle valve and figure out that you're getting 40 milliliters a minute and go change it. You don't need the $300 pump at this point. Mm -hmm. The important component is actually pegging just the pH pegging the in pH. there. Pick, pick a pH. If you have the 300 bucks in your pocket, 
the Kamor pump is Go actually. Go make the dosing. Yeah, get, get the dosing <laughs> pump. Uh, but that changes it. So we also know in 2020 that uh, I, I say this with a high degree of confidence that the calcium reactor media doesn't add any trace elements, and not any, doesn't add of the 80 trace elements on the, the table, only probably a handful. You need to approach trace elements separately if you're using a calcium reactor. Let's Agreed. put it that way. Uh, I will also tell you of all the calcium reactor medias uh, we uh, used, it does do this one thing. Regardless if it looks like coral, regardless if it looks like uh, super crushed up you know, reef saver rock or limestone or what have you, it will add phosphates. All of them that we tested. I will say that there's one out there. I, I, the Elos used to sell one. I wish that, that thing disappeared. I wish to try that. Uh, we haven't tried the Dastaco stuff. Mm -hmm. That was the next one yeah. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. So I'd love to try that. But somebody out there, if, it, if the Dastaco one doesn't stand up to that test, we just haven't tested it yet. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty easy. We if somebody uses Dastaco calcium reactor <laughs> media, go test, uh, test the, the yeah. phosphate. If it's different in the effluent than it is in your tank, then it's adding it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just kind of real. It's just one of the things you had to deal with. Uh, but like in yesterday's, last night's conversation, our filtration tools are so effective now that this phosphate adding machine should not is not a factor. This is like a good way to talk about intelligent use of GFO, right? Yeah. So periodically run some GFO just to you know keep it down, mm. you know. Uh, and and you're adding, you're not adding nitrate here. So it makes total sense to use that tool that way. Yeah, interesting. All right. So calcium reactors are easier than we thought. One yep. part machines. Yep. Uh, not the infinite matrix that was told <laughs> me. It was so confusing. Uh, I see. Uh, 2020. Uh, I'm shocked that people mix up brown town and put it in their tank. This was a, I mean, it might shocked. be a slap in the face to some people. And when some you, people might not even know that they're not supposed to do this. No, but you're like, after after we did those videos on the ICPMS testing, and we and you visually see brown and crystal clear, the same this you know the same chemical makeup, the same chemicals. Like, how could you dose Brown Town when they're not in the same ballpark? Even though in Brown Town might even be more expensive than crystal clear. I don't know. Uh, you guys can make up this for yourself, but. For me, 2020, if I'm buying a commercial two-part, and I'm not even talking about using you know, street de-icer here. Yeah. If I'm buying a commercial two-part and it mixes up brown, milky color I can't see through, or even like has a tinge, and there's another option out there that's crystal clear, I don't know why. Give me a reason. Why is it that I'm so loyal to this brown thing? <laughs> I, I, I don't have a reason, uh, especially if it's more expensive. Yeah. And, uh, I don't have a good reason. Yeah. So uh, 2020, stop doing that. Uh, uh, 70. Everybody's asking what brown town is. I can see it. <laughs> brown town. Yeah, it's mixing up your, your two-part, your calcium, whatever, and it looks visually brown. I'll tell you, uh, at the end of this, uh, we have a playlist for all of these you know, testings, things that we did. I'll, we'll put, I'll put that as the, uh, at the end of here so you can actually see the whole playlist on all those tests. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Let's see what Brown Town is. 70. pH matters. It does. Yes. This have you heard nice. of ocean acidification? I have. <laughs> and it happens at tenths of a pH point. Okay, so uh, I did a like a video, a master like a pH, mm -hmm. uh, hydrogen, oxygen uh, a while ago, and, and the process of you know doing some research and really thinking about this and collecting all my thoughts about it yeah. is like it's widely known. Every scientific entity out there will agree 
that the decline of the pH in ocean reefs from as little as 8.3 to 8.2, or certainly to 8.1, mm-hmm. has wiped out entire reefs. Yeah. Right? And it doesn't wipe it out like uh, it got to 8.1. It actually just brings it down to a stress point because it's no longer able to build a skeleton as fast. Mm-hmm. The skeleton gets very brittle and the coral is stressed. And so when like a heat wave comes through or uh, uh, like, a, like a hurricane and detritus gets spilled up or any other str- stressful event happens, uh, not a coral dies, the whole thing. Yeah. And so like we know this to be fact. We've seen it time and time and time again. Everybody that like does this for a living mm. and researches this will agree. And in our tanks, we allow it to go all the way to 7.8. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. That how resilient our corals are. And in same thing, you bump the coral and it snaps. It's so brittle. Yep. Yeah. Right? Uh, and then we do all these experiments mm-hmm. uh, and we find out that that's actually true. That we can double the growth rate of many of these corals by maintaining uh, 8.3. Mm. Known science matches now our experience here. And so I will tell you that like the easiest way is to open up your windows. It's not necessarily always sustainable. Right. Uh, put in an air exchanger in your house mm-hmm. to get fresh air in. But also to uh, just use the CO2 scrubbing media or a refugium. I mean, the refugium is probably the easiest possible yeah. way yeah. to make sure it doesn't go to 8.3 or to 7.8. To 7.8. Right? Yeah. But there's so many options out there now that... Like, this is that good enough mentality. This is the surviving, like, it's not dead, so I must be doing mm. it right. But we're leaving on the table. Yeah, if we're, but if we're looking at all those oceans, uh, those reefs that all the whole thing's dead, uh, that, that was a good enough mentality to some degree. Right? Yeah, right. So, uh, like, we can do better. And then don't be surprised when a stress event happens and you lose a bunch of corals that you thought were otherwise healthy. They just weren't. And you they know weren't. that. Because you're maintaining 7.8. Yeah. Right? And so I, I, like, I don't use this as a, like the shame stick of 7.8. I use it to like, really emphasize the value of fixing this, like mm. the importance. Like there not, might not be many things you could do in the tank because the way the coral works is it pulls that calcium and alkalinity out of the water into its tissue and it precipitates it out in a high per pH solution to be able to grow, grow its skeleton. If it's filled with excess hydrogen uh, from the high pH in your water, it's unable to do that. Mm. Like, and that is why. So go watch, if you, if you have any interest in this at all, go watch the Oxygen and Hydrogen like, Master, Master Series years, because yeah. uh, it will become blatantly obvious why this <laughs> is true. So this is 2020. We now know 7.8 isn't uh, like a nice to have. This is the goal. It will survive all going down to 7.8 for a while, even many years, as long as you do do everything else right. But you can do better at 8.3. Boom. All right. Uh, CO2 scrubbing, recirculating actually works. Yeah, we did. uh, We had the big jumbo canisters on the 160 back uh, this year and or or even kind of late, late, late last year. But, you know, you're kind of, if there's a lot of CO2, excess CO2 in the ambient room, you're sucking through that, that media super quick. It's not the cheapest thing in the whole world. There, it, and then here starts to come that evolution of uh, how can you use this thing more effectively and not, and not burn through a ton of media. 
is recirculate it through that skimmer. Like mm -hmm. the skimmer's so drawing the air out of the top. Yeah, exactly. It's drawing its own air and sucking it back through and going through. The skimmer I'm, doesn't need fresh air to work. No, and I'm, I'm, I'm uh, scrubbing CO2 out of the tank. Yeah, so that's the problem with the CO2 scrub remediate. You're just scrubbing all of the carbon dioxide out of your whole house, essentially. Yeah. Uh, if you put it in a recirculating design with your skimmer, you're just scrubbing it out of uh, whatever was in the skimmer and what the water adds back to the skimmer right. slowly. Uh, so actually, this is one of the things I was going to hit up Kyle Elder about. He doesn't know this yet, but uh, is let's make a cap that goes on the top of mm. your skimmer cup that holds some of that media, has a little port, has some overflow in case your tank uh, goes crazy uh, and like the uh, skimmer's foaming, it doesn't get into the media. Yeah. But I think the, you, these most of these skimmer cups have like a, like a very definitive size. So let's make a little cap that you can put on there, you can recirculate it, but better yet, let's make a skimmer that does that, something we'll talk about in just a second. Yes. But uh, CO2 scrubber, uh, media, That's this is learned. a way you can buy one thing in media and it'll last forever. <laughs> and I mean, not really forever, but instead of lasting weeks, oh, it'll last many months. Yeah, which so, was one of the biggest, uh, which was one of the, like, the, uh, the point of contention, with, I think, when, when people started using a lot of them. When yeah, we well, said we were using it, and then it was going out, people were like, it's only lasting me a week. A couple yeah, weeks, well, yeah. yeah. So here's the thing, is uh, if you want to, with CO2 media, like, if you're, especially if you're recirculating it, uh, the whole pH thing and all those benefits we just talked about, doubling your growth and reducing uh, mortalities and stress and all that stuff, could be had for about $11 per quarter. <laughs> I'd take that deal. And it's running on a piece of equipment you already have on the tank. So like, there's so many options out there. Like, uh, you don't have to feel like uh, it's unobtainable. Uh, a refugium is re obtainable for most people. Mm -hmm. uh, putting a, a lid on your skimmer with some media on it and a little DIY until there's a commercial uh, option out there uh, is uh, an option to do that, and it's actually pretty inexpensive. Mm. All right. Uh, number 72, 2020. 2020. Sodium hydroxide is now a thing. It's a thing. People are starting to argue it. The, mm -hmm. It's a better option. Um, do you know what sodium hydroxide is? Lie. It's lie. Have you seen Fight Club? <laughs> oh, it's a power animal. Power uh, animal. No, it's a thing. It, it's a thing. And it has some, I mean, it, it's an uh, alkalinity uh, type of approach. Uh, has a, a high, lot higher pH benefit. Mm -hmm. um, I don't trust myself with it, though. Yeah, so uh, a lot of the DIY uh, community uh, has uh, changed from uh, baking soda yep. or soda ash uh, to uh, uh, sodium hydroxide. And by a lot, I don't know. This people, a lot of people are talking about it. Anyway. People are interested in it. Yeah. So you can. You can go to sodium hydroxide, and what it will do is it will raise the pH even more than mm. uh, soda ash, soda ash yeah. does, right? Which is obviously beneficial to the conversation we're just having. Yeah. However, it is lye, which means that it will burn you, gets in your eyes and your skin, especially if like your hands are wet and then it gets a powder on it, uh, it'll burn. This environment uh, seems ripe for that. Yeah, it does. So if you're really, really good about chemical safety, this is actually a new pH solution that uh, you can go out and look about. I do think some uh, of the, you know, uh, two parts out there are partially based on lye now. Mm. like. Probably not all the way because of safety concerns, right. but like you're starting to mix soda ash with hmm. uh, sodium hydroxide to get part of the benefit without yeah. making it super unsafe. I, I don't know. So you can start to, to see that uh, out there. Uh, calcium formate is now a thing. Is is it formate, thing. fromate, formate, formate, formate. 
Kelsey yeah, and Porter really, thing. This was a really interesting one. Mm -hmm. uh, when Lou started to explain this to us last year and, and a little more this year, and a one-part dosing solution, carbocalcium, mm -hmm. uh, that does the trick, you know, alkalinity and calcium. Um, it was something we're still learning more about, but we're, it's really popular, and we're actually using Alpha Reef, which is the one-part, you know, carbocalcium plus trace elements with success. It's really interesting. The most amazing thing about this whole thing is actually they created carbocalcium. It was going to do calcium, alkalinity, and they get trace elements all in one bottle. Snake oil. Snake oil alarm. <laughs> alarm. All the way. Like I, everything I know is you can't do calcium and alkalinity in a single yeah. container other than uh, Kelkwasser because of the hydroxide thing. It's a very unique thing. Yeah. Uh, snake alarm going off all the way. Okay, and complication, these guys are Germans, uh, which they means won't tell you what's in stuff, it. I'm not going to tell you what it is, <laughs> except for they do. Yeah. They do. They tell you. And you they explain what? the processes behind it. Yeah. This is calcium formate, guys, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, this is how it works. Mm. Like, well, so for those of you who don't know, basically calcium formate goes into the water, uh, the calcium pops off, the formate uh, is consumed by bacteria, yeah. turns it into calcium or carbonate alkalinity. Kind of like Kalkwasser? Kind of like different, Not really, yeah, not really, yeah. but different. Uh, it does uh, have two elements, and one of them ends up at carbon. Or it's carbon. It happens over the course of days now mm -hmm. instead of instantaneously. Yeah. But you've seen, uh, if you've been watching, you've seen Zach's tank a million times. It was uh, on this, and it thrived. And you're like, you're one, it, initially it was like, well, this is for you know medium uh, demand tanks. I don't know. I call Zach's tank a pretty high still, demand tank. Still, yeah, it's still kicking too. Yeah. The best part too is that, you know the the Alfari version uh, has all the trace elements and stuff in it. Too. I think they're coming out with the Patter Alfari, by the way, as well. Ooh, there yeah, you, go. you can kind of mix your own and make it cheap. So yeah, I don't know Germans. It's uh, actually focused been, on making it affordable, been, and they're going to tell you what's in it. Whoa! And, and they've been doing the baller method since 2004 and earlier. If they do this one more time, man, they're going to kick them out of Germany <laughs> uh, for sure. That'll be the last of it. We don't do this here. Uh, <laughs> don't tell them. What I don't you know. Do. So I went for all the way from snake oil yeah. to super duper impressed. Yeah, really impressed. Uh, I don't know. So uh, Alpha Reef, a uh, very very interesting thing that is now a thing 2020. Mm. Uh, and I'm going to tell you this one's kind of interesting. In some cases, precipitation now seems more theoretical than real. We've all seen precipitation on our heaters, pumps, oh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. I've had sheets. I'm not it. saying that, but I, I gotta tell you, as I, I was growing up in the hobby, I read all these articles that told me that you know if I have uh, unbalanced calcium alkalinity, if I have uh, uh, elevated levels of, al of alkalinity or calcium, I'm gonna have all kinds of precipitation. Mm -hmm. uh, levels are gonna drop. They'll uh, continue to plummet as the crystals grow. Yeah. Uh, blah 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 blah. Uh, it's so many tanks that run elevated levels that don't have these problems. Yep. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know why my tank is this way at home, but uh, my, ca my tank at home is a 500 calcium, and I'm, I'm not running corals or anything, and I haven't tried to fix this yet, mm -hmm. uh, but like, mix up the salt and mix it up this way. 500 calcium, uh, it is, a, I think, a 9 DKH, and, or is it 10? Uh, and then 1,500 magnesium. It's been that way for months now. Hmm. Not getting precipitation. The levels aren't dropping. Uh, it might be because the pH isn't 8.3 yet because I'm not bothering with no that. There's no corals and, yeah, or anything in there yeah. yet. But, like, uh, the message here, I think, is 
be aware of why precipitation should happen. Know that elevated elements might do that. But if it's not happening in your tank, move the F on. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, like, don't let it, like, the, what should happen in chemistry but isn't in your tank. Yeah. Just be happy, man. Your tank's doing well. So move <laughs> on. I don't know. Uh, all right. Uh, the, ah, new in 2020. Uh, this is new. And this actually new probably going to be here for a long time now. The hybrid Bali method, which internally we're starting to call the AKC. AKC. Yeah. BRS AKC. So in our BRS Pharma grade two parts with soda ash. Uh, and trace elements A and trace elements K and uh, Tropic Marin balling part C. So, I, there's a whole video on this one. Yeah, I won't bore you with the details of it, but uh, basically the uh, balling method, uh, it, you can now do affordably by using BRS bulk chems uh, along with mm. uh, uh, the trace elements in part C from, from Tropic Marin. And uh, for what it's worth, uh, and we didn't just like make this up on our own. We actually worked with the, yeah. the uh, Tropic Marine team to they develop this. Told us how to do it. Uh -huh. Got the right uh, uh, um, amounts of everything. And the, one of the other benefits, not only saving money, but with the original Bali method, they use a sodium bicarbonate, yep. which means you have to dose twice as much and you don't get the pH uh, elevation. There's some good reasons as to why they would do that specifically. It's sold on a shelf uh, where they, they can't tell you that it's hard to convey the the danger of overdosing yeah. pH solution. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but watch the video. If you're interested, it's called the like BRS bulk hybrid uh, uh, method. Tropic, yeah, BRS yeah. tropic marine hybrid method. We're gonna start calling it the AKC. AKC. Okay, so it's A, it's K, and C. C. Man, there easy, you go. Easy peasy. All right. Uh, increasing alkalinity, increase coral growth rate. We now know that for sure. We do. We mm -hmm. did testing on it. We did multiple tests on this one. And that was tanks at, like, what was it? Uh, 11 dKH and 480 calcium versus 9 dKH and like 4, 430 calcium or what have you. Uh, increased calcium or increased alkalinity calcium levels, faster growing corals. This is something that like most people kind of thought was true and mm -hmm. then we just kind of found out for sure it was true. Uh, we saw it here uh, when we changed uh, you know, the alkalinity consumption in the tank uh, as well. So here's the thing, man, is increasing the alkalinity uh, will increase the coral growth rate. And the reason for this, like if I can change my calcium point you know, from 420 to 460, I really only increased it like 10%, mm -hmm. right? Like the availability, net availability of calcium only went up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, if I go from seven to like nine or 10 or seven to 11, I've increased the available carbonate in the water by 50%. Yeah, because it's that times seven. Yeah, and or like roughly. because it's so scarce, there's mm. actually like an exponential uh, uh, effect there. Mm. Uh, so like, it's not a surprise. You can now own it. Uh, there's corals sal or there's salts out there like Red Seas, Black Bucket that has a alkalinity of like 11. Mm -hmm. Now for the same reason in my test kit window, I'm like I'm a little worried it ended up be 13. You're riding the line, yeah. So you're choosing to ride the line. That's part of the reason, by the way, that I'm actually really happy with picking nine. It's because I get some of that benefit and I'm also managing the risk. Yep. So yep. Uh, there we go. All right, so future. Ooh, you guys made That's it to 2020. the future. That's 2020, where we live today. Where are we going to go in the future? What do we want to see? Wave the magic wand. It's 2025. Five years Where from is now. reefing uh, going to be? In trace elements, minor elements, major uh, elements. There's some things I would just like to see happen. Uh, and let's just name them off. All right. Sweet. All right. First one is 
except that a large portion of the community has their own source of calcium and alkalinity, provide packets mm. of trace elements or liquid. So you're saying, I've got, if you go over to our additives uh, category on our site and I see all of the available additives that, that supplement alkalinity and calcium, uh, every one of those options should have some form of trace element uh, uh, option with them. Well, so behind the scenes mm. is, uh, you know, 2004, two-part was very lucrative. Yeah. You're selling baking soda with some trace <laughs> elements in it for 20 bucks. So, uh, but now that doesn't exist anymore because, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, uh, bulk, bulk reef supply, <laughs> it sells uh, like high-grade calcium. But also some people are still using the uh, DIY additives. But the part that uh, you can't use, you can't like easily DIY is the trace elements. Right. So rather than we kind of mourn the loss of the fact that we lost out on the you know baking soda opportunity of the past, right? Do what is actually available, like that people would demand. Sell a tear strip pouch with the trace elements in it, or a bottle of liquid like the A and K right here. They've already done it. Yep. Uh, but like, you know, even the Tropic Men's already done it for you. But like, like the other ones should too. You know, mm. so wait, what if you're like a Red Sea fan or you're a Brightwell fan or a Seacomb fan? Why don't they yeah. provide you, you know, assume that you have your own source of calcium and alkalinity and give you the trace element solution, pack it, dump mm. it in. And some of those do, and some of those do, like KZ has the coral system one through four that you could use. Red Sea has A, B, A, B C, and D that you could probably it's use It's really too. loose. But, like, I want to make a gallon of solution. Yep. Uh, I'm using yep. this much calcium chloride. Give me a pouch. Yeah. You know, mm. specifically, I guess I would say uh, selfishly here, aim it at the BRS2 part because that's what probably, you know, a vast uh, yeah, majority a of yeah. the people that are using uh, uh, their own source of calcium chloride and mm. uh, soda ash are using. But, like, give them a little pouch, man. Own the, own the world that we live in and do better. <laughs> you know, I don't know. So there you go. Uh, same exact thing with fuge packets. Yeah. Refugium packets. If you have a refugium, it, you need to address refugium. Like what your refugium is stripping away from your, zo your coral zooxanthellae. Yeah, so uh, right now, you know, you got to go out there and buy the, you know, Triton other method, or no, Triton, uh, Triton Core 7 yeah. and use that because it has the extra Counts for those, whatever. yeah. But like, what if I have virtually any other two part and I just want to add some of that stuff in there and know that I've covered those things. Give me a little pouch, give me a little like bottle, I can add four milliliters mm. to my gallon of solution and know I'm covered. Now, Brightwell has like kind of been Kato first grow. to market that with Cato Grow. Yeah. It doesn't really have directions though on it, like for every gallon of solution you make, dump it in there. Mm. It's actually kind of more managed independently. But with the amount of people out there, which is really, really high, managing nutrients with a refugium, an algae reactor, or an algae scrubber, all of which suck out the nutrients that are important for photosynthesis. For algae. Yeah. Outcompeting the algae that lives within our coral, yeah, uh, being the zooxanthellae, mm -hmm. let's add this back in, right? Yeah. And so I, I like we c I, I would actually prefer that a lot of them make their own uh, like you know refugium version. But if that's not going to exist, give us a little pouch, give us a little look we could dump in to whatever two part you want to use, and know that you got it covered that way. Awesome. Uh, Twenty. I'd like to see that by twenty twenty one. That's five years, guys. I just, ooh, I was hopefully you get on sooner than that. All right. 
I'd also like to see more options for calcium or concentrated calcium, kind of like what Triton does. Yeah, you can you can increase the can- concentration of calcium solution uh, pretty far. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is is trying to uh, in you know you can only go so far with sodium bicarbonate or sodium carbonate. Uh, it will not. You can't just add more and make it more concentrated. There's a a, a point. So to make dosing easier. You just make calcium uh, chloride solution about the same, so they're kind of in, in equal ratios. Yeah, 100 milliliters this, yeah. 100 milliliters that. But you can actually increase that uh, that concentration of calcium. Okay, so I've seen this done really poorly. Yeah. So Triton did it pretty well. They doubled the concentration of the calcium, and then you just dose double the amount of alkalinity as yeah. calcium. So it's a two for one. So I have uh, 50 milliliters of this one and 100 of that one. I, I can do that math, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Then I've seen other people like take it the other like extreme. Let's make the calcium Weak. as as potent as possible, ah. right? All the way to the max saturation. But now the calculation is uh, seven point six four to one. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do that. I math. can't do that, man. You know, yeah, like I can do it once, but every time I uh, it's, no. Okay. Let's let's do it like five to one. Let's do it two to one. Let's do it three to one. But like we're shipping around water for no reason. Uh, you know, that's the uh, biggest part of it, yeah. Yeah, so like, uh, let's make it more concentrated. I have to. I don't have to fill the jug up as often. Uh, and uh, mm. like, let's stop selling water. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, I think ah, in the future, twenty twenty five, magic wand. I'm predicting the Ooh. future. All right. I think calcium formate and all reef is going to be one of the most popular options out there, specifically with newer reefers mm. that hold on to it and, and become older reefers on That's it. All I need to do is dose this one solution. I have one dosing pump and it manages all these things you're telling me that I need to be worried about? Yeah. Yeah, well, so if I, if I got trace elements, calcium and alkalinity all in one solution, one dosing pump, and it works, it's producing it the same way on uh, like on Zach's tank. I'm sold. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, going to be super popular. Yeah, why? Why anything else? And it's not super duper expensive. It's not super duper the expensive. The reef kind of is, but like now the new make powder, powder version form. isn't. Yeah, yeah so I, I don't know. Uh, I think that's going to be a real... Like, you're, you're hearing a, a good amount now. I think it's going to dominate the conversation mm. in five years. Mm. Uh, uh, Kalkwasser in a large reactor or a reactor should be dosed like a one-part machine ah, in the future. We should get rid of the ATO. Yeah, get rid of the ATO dosing. The reason that I would use El Kelkwasser also as a one part, the reason I would use it over the uh, calcium formate or the alpha reef is the pH benefit. Mm. Uh, so if you want to get to 8.3, Kelkwasser is one of the best avenues to be able to do it because it sucks up all the carbon di- carbonic acid mm. out of the tank. Uh, all right, lower cost dosers that dose slower. I'd like to see this for 2025. So one of the biggest benefits with BRS dosers you can't 1. make it go 1. faster. It's 1.1 milliliter. No matter what. Drip. Now, Drip. there's dosing pumps out there right now that can dose that low. Uh, Expensive. But they can also go really fast, too. Well, like uh, the dose from uh, Neptune can go that slow. Uh, probably the Versa. Uh, a lot of them, though, they just like squirt it in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing that like people don't realize is your tank's like a, a, a 7 DKH. When I just go squirt a whole bunch of that in there, I'm creating a DKH of like 900 right in that little pocket right there. Uh, And so don't be surprised when you end up with precipitation issues and all kinds of other stuff. So uh, 
Yeah. So what I'd like to see is like with the BRS doser, you know, this is, it was great that it's been around for so long. It's still what I, like I use in many cases unless I'm going to go fancier than that because mm -hmm. uh, it's just so slow. Whatever I use a two-part, I'm going to make sure it goes super slow. And this is one of the more, least expensive options. But it's still like, it's not like the new era of uh, dosing pumps that has like all the, you the know, timers yeah, and gadgets and, and wi -Fi. And, mm -hmm. But for me, form is over function, or function over form. Yeah. I want it to go slow. I use this tool to uh, manage the chemistry of my tank. And so Wi-Fi app that does that poorly, I'll, I'll, take, the t I'll take the BRS doser, I'll plug it into my controller or, or a digital timer, timer yeah. or whatever, because it does it better. Yeah. The function is better. Yeah. Uh, but I would like to see, though, is like the Camor pumps of the universe. Mm. Like, let's slow those things down. Let's do not even like one milliliter, 1.1 liter a minute. Let's do a tenth of a milliliter a minute. Oh, Spread yeah. it out over the whole day or many hours, you know. Uh, let's do it really, really slow because that's how we manage chemistry best. Uh, 2025, let's see that. Uh, 82. Which one are we on? 82. 82. Uh, clean calcium reactor media. In, in it five might years, exist. it might exist. Well, it might exist now. I've got to test that. We do, have to do, we do have to test some more. Uh, but somebody out there, I mean, because I don't want actually coral skeleton anymore because the trace element thing uh, like isn't uh, real to me anymore. Yeah. Uh, and the phosphate thing is real. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather have precipitated uh, like uh, pure calcium carbonate as the Instead um, of phosphate. media that I have. So I'd rather have a artificial synthetic calcium carbonate as uh, my source for my calcium reactor. Mm, true. Uh, so let's see that by 2025. And 84. Uh, and skimmers. Ah, this is the one. <laughs> this is the one. So if you want... To make some money. If you want to make a million dollars. Here it is. Or more. Maybe many millions of dollars. And you've been waiting for this because we mentioned this hours Depends ago. Depends on how well you do it. Uh, like, here it is. This is the thing that I think is going to change by 2025. You're going to see somebody do this in the, maybe the next year. You're going to see many people copying them. This is going to be revolution. Somebody, if you heard, if anybody's heard the pH conversation we've been having and how important this pH is, how easy and cheap it, uh, and effective, cost effective it could be to, to use like CO2 scrubbing media, uh, make a recirculating skimmer made for CO2 scrubbing. Mm -hmm. Or even just the accessories for them, or lids, don't, or whatever. Don't reinvent the wheel. Don't make me DIY this. Because uh, <laughs> right yeah. now we have to drill a lid and yeah. worry about that leaking water and coming through the hose into my media. Design a protein skimmer mm -hmm. that is designed to be used with CO2 media in a recirculating design that is redundant and safe. Interesting that uh, skimmers are still made in... I don't know how popular ozone is or was in the past, mm -hmm. but skimmers are still being made with the selling point that it's ozone ready. And that's yeah. never that's never been a selling point for me personally. CO2 but if you tell me if it's CO2 scrubber ready, I have my dollars. Okay, I'm gonna actually say one more. Mm. And some people don't care about this. I walk into my fish room and if I haven't cleaned the skimmer cup, it smells like shit in there because <laughs> that's what's in there, yeah. right? And they're like, well, why does it smell so bad? The lid's closed. Because the air is being blown past the decaying poop out of the holes yep. into the room. Yeah, those holes are there to vent for mm -hmm. that very specific purpose. So if not CO2, carbon ready. 
like, <laughs> let's put like a little lid on the top of the lid, man. A little lid that holds like a tiny thin layer of carbon, mm -hmm. so the room and my house doesn't smell like poop. And then you start. Then, then you can use that space to put your CO2 scrubber yeah. line in. Don't have to worry about water. All right. Interesting. This is Make money, people. Go and make money. This is an evolution. Hopefully somebody of uh, merit is listening. They're going to go I create this. Uh, I don't care about ozone ready. I care about CO2 scrubber ready. Yeah. Uh, like people have been using skimmer. This is one of the like, the, this is potentially the a bigger benefit of using a skimmer. Of skimmer than the fact that it skims. <laughs> it, it may actually produce better results as a CO2 uh, scrubber yeah. than it does as a skimmer. And in fact... You know, it doesn't even have to be do the skimming. It could do a dual purpose. Maybe that's the answer Maybe that's the answer. You have, you're it's making a whole different line of gear. That's not a skimmer. It works really well as a skimmer that you're using a needle wheel pump uh -huh. uh, to uh -huh. whisk all that uh -huh. air. But maybe it's never even designed to skim at all. It's made for CO2 in a, and it's called a pH controlling machine of some sorts. That's the long name for it. <laughs> I mean, like, you should figure out the acronym. For yeah, that. probably. <laughs> of some sorts. <laughs> okay. Uh, make that, people, please. We want to see that in five years. Okay. All right. Uh, and uh, this one's on us. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. no. An 85. 85. This, uh, this one speaks to me. Okay. An all-in-one calcium reactor design. Cool. Let's simple this baby down. I mean, you make me... This is probably why I was attracted to it, because it said, I have to get this regulator that's got a bunch of you know needles and stuff on it. i got to go get this CO2 tank, which is really cool, and I've got to get a, a dosing pump, and I've got to get the pH probe and the pH monitor and the controller and all of the stuff you build in. Uh, I mean, I spent... I put a quite a bit of investment into this thing uh, just to get all the parts and pieces. Build me a kit. Mm -hmm. Build it all in one. Send okay. it to me with everything I need. This is my vision. All right. I don't know if there's enough people out there with buying calcium reactors these days. Uh, to make a, to, to, a millions? To make a millions. But you can make hundreds of thousands. <laughs> okay. Tens so of thousands, if not. The calcium reactor, people don't use it not because they're unwilling to buy it. Mm. It's because they don't want to learn how to use there's, it. Right? So it's an intimidation pieces. factor. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. All right. So now imagine this world. Let's like, erase the history. This is now one unit. It's a one part dosing one, machine. One unit, one part dosing machine. It doesn't have a pH controller on it. Mm. It has a little box on it, it that says. Which pH would you like? Not even pH. Ah. Screw the pH thing out of it. Ah. It just says high concentration, medium concentration, low. Scale of And the what? difference one is, you know, 6.5, 6.7, 6.9. You don't have to tell me what uh, that means. Yeah, uh, you don't have to know. You just have to know more concentrated, less concentrated. Yeah. I've got a continuous duty dosing pump on there telling me how much I want to dose. Yeah, so when I reach the limit of how fast that thing can dose, I go, oh, higher concentration knob, one click, and mm. now I go back one, to the flow one again. Click. I don't have to go to a welding shop to go get a <laughs> CO2 canister. It turns out uh, I can buy this type of thing as a soda stream uh, from Target. There you go. Right? Re so let's get these tiny little guys that you can just replace and they're recyclable and, and all that kind of stuff. With a meter on I them, can tell get me it at Target low. while I'm getting my paper towels. Yep. You know? <laughs> uh, that thing, people will buy. Yes. Uh, that thing's got two buttons, higher concentration, lower concentration. This is how much I dose. I pop in my soda stream, done. Fill in the media when I need to. People will buy it. I'll buy it. Heck yes. Yeah, okay. 
by 2025. Think, think of how compact it you could use, and that means like it'll fit under my 60-gallon tank stand. I don't have all of this equipment with a big giant CO2 tank that I got to try to find room for. Mm -hmm. It's about this size. Dang. There it is. I want that. Okay. I don't know. What you, uh, I don't know. They said it out loud. Talk me like, into oh, it. Man, I, I want like, one. How do we make this thing? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, all right. So we're on uh, 86. Uh, 86. Here's what we're going to see in the future. I think we're going to see calcium uh, recommendation to be 440, yeah. alkalinity of 9, magnesium at 1350. No, no change. I don't think it's going to change. That's a good, that's uh, the logic sound reasoning. If there was one thing in there that might change, maybe magnesium goes to 1400. Yeah. Uh, that would be the only surprise. I don't think I'm going to change my opinion on calcium or alkalinity because there, I don't, there's unlikely to be new information between here and there that would drastically change my belief and the accuracy of test kits, my yep. belief that I'm never going to let my alkalinity run dry, all that stuff. I also don't need to, at this point in my hobby, I don't need to run the you know, bleeding edge oh, at the highest yeah. possible level. Be so, the pioneer. Yeah, yeah, so for me. Uh, and so in relation to that, I feel like I've made a pretty good case for this. Yep, I agree. I think we're going to see some salt mixes that actually come out with those 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 uh, numbers. numbers uh, if that's where I want to target, yeah. And, and specifically, you can change or calcium and alkalinity fairly easy. One of the things that people overlook a lot In is salt mix, when yeah. you try to fix your salt mix, you know, you're buying this other salt mix and you're trying to fix it into what you need it to oh, be. Oh, a little bit of this, a little yeah. bit of that. It's the magnesium portion because once magnesium to add it, you need to add a lot usually to, to mm. change it. And what happens then is the salinity goes up. Yeah. All right. So then to make the salinity go down, I actually have to add more water which will bring the, the magnesium down, but also bring the calcium and the alkalinity down at the same time. Yeah. And like, so you just end up playing mad scientist with this bucket of salt, specifically when you're trying to change uh, a big like 100 or 200 point change of mm. magnesium. Uh, alkalinity and calcium less so. Give me a salt that's already there. Yeah. I think we're also gonna see uh, in the future more salts like ESV. Oh yeah. That don't precipitate one. because of the way they're mixed and hopefully we'll see it in single-use pouches. That came out in 2019. That's all that salt test testing stuff that, it, that we did in the back that I did. And seeing how uh, there was a big, first of all, there was a big call for ESV because it wasn't included originally. And then we decided, all right, we're going to come back, circle back and add ESV in the mix. Uh, crystal clear. It's one of the only ones that was no precipitate. Minutes. Crystal Mixed crystal clear, mixed in minutes, the fastest mixing. But it's because of their approach on how it's mixed in individual alkalinity, calcium, magnesium pouches and the way you mix it. So I'll just give you a real quick rundown on why that's better. Uh, so when you mix all of it into a salt mix, it's hopefully homogenous, but which is impossible mm. to get 100% perfect. Yeah. Uh, mixing all at the same time, I'm dissolving calcium, sodium chloride, magnesium, alkalinity, all this stuff at once, and I'm hoping none of it uh, forms a crystal and precipitates at all, which is impossible, yeah. uh, and uh, like just doesn't work. So uh, one of the ways that ESV kind of gets around that is you dissolve the Salt. sodium chloride yeah. first, then you dissolve the magnesium, the magnesium will poison the surface of a newly formed calcium carbonate crystal to prevent it from growing. Yeah. Uh, and then I add the calcium, alkalinity, and trace elements uh, in the two individual bottles of liquid. Liquid now, already. Liquid is actually very easy to make homogenous uh, in yeah. a solution. Yeah. So 
what I've done now is made sure that there's a reason why this dissolves so fast. High purity uh, uh, sodium chloride, and by the way, most of that brown crud that you see is actually the crud from the sodium chloride, sometimes calcium, magnesium from chloride. From where it's mined. But, and yeah. yeah, but it's, it's, I, people think it's like clay or something, but my experience is it's actually uh, impurities in the source material. Mm. So, you know, you can do with that what you want. Yep. But, so here's the thing. I'd like to see this, but I'd like to see it a little different. Let's mix the sodium chloride mm -hmm. and the magnesiums uh, into a homogeneous mix. I don't want to have to measure all that garbage right. out, yeah. right? Then I can dissolve those two things. They're, those things don't precipitate. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it's ready for the two liquids. And instead of giving me all these measuring cups and having yeah. me do all this stuff. Pre-portion. Yeah, pre-portion. 20 so, gallon mix. Make a 20 gallon mix, a 40 gallon mix, a brute 60 trash gallon. Can sizes. Yeah, brute trash can sizes mix. <laughs> yes, that's a great way yep. to say it. Uh, yeah. So, what I can do is tear a strip up the salt, let it dissolve in its two minutes, and then dump all of the containers from these two in there. It's I've done. Got 40 gallons, right? just like that. I've got all the value of it, and let it be 449 and 1350. Done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these are small asks. Yeah, people. Uh, so this is a better way of doing it, yeah. and it doesn't mean that you have to do it, but this is a better way of doing it. And I think that you're going to see people pick up the better way by 2025. Mm. Okay. Well, can't wait to look. I can't wait to go to 2025 <laughs> to look, and look back, back at these videos. See if, we'll see if this happens. Remind us, folks, that 2025 yeah. we need to re rehash these. All right, this one's on us. Okay. Uh, let's find out the answer to when precipitation uh, happens yeah. to a meaningful degree or ways to prevent it. It's more than just uh, alkalinity here, calcium here, alkalinity here, calcium here, alkalinity here, calcium here. All of those are a lot of, a lot of ways dependent on the magnesium and even more so probably dependent on the pH. Yeah, it's like your alkalinity level, your calcium level, your magnesium level, your pH level, and your temperature level. Like, so when all these people run like a uh, really high uh, uh, calcium alkalinity and they're not having any precipitation, but your tank looks like garbage and the mm. heaters are covered, why is it, what's, what's defining these two things? I mean, I think I can like guess at some of it, but let's find the actual points at where that stuff starts to happen, yep. share it with the community. So. There's dozens of tanks back there on the wall. Let's start mixing up salts in various methods and figure out at what pH and temperature does precipitate. like precipitate start and at what levels. Uh, and can we, you know, say, let's, let's find out the answer to the question. Like, say I want to have elevated calcium and alkalinity. Can, and I want to have a pH of 8.3. Uh, normally, uh, I would have all this precipitation, and it would be hard to maintain. I have to keep dumping stuff in. Here's how but you But what avoid if it. I have a 1500 magnesium? Mm. Maybe that's worth it for me. I'm running the bleeding edge here, and I know it. But at least uh, uh, I'm making an intelligent decision. Let's find out the answer to that question. That one's on us. Uh, so yep. I don't know who else would do that one. So on us, I, I, I don't expect that to be 2025. I would like to see that as 2021. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll find out that answer. Uh, I'd, I'd also like to see other, like kind of related to the earlier ones, two oh, yeah. parts formulated for a refugium. Yeah, have that stuff, like, like the B, even BRS. This one's on us too, could be. Mm -hmm. ah, oh, why not make a, find a solution for, uh, are you using BRS two part with a refugium? You probably need this. Are about, you using an algae scrubber or a reactor? You probably need this. How about AKCR? 
There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Just did it. <laughs> Boom. Watch for AKCR in AKCR. 2025. Maybe we could actually just get some stuff that goes in there. <laughs> I should have added another thing. AKCR. <laughs> okay, there all we right. go. Uh, all right, so uh, I'd also like more options uh, uh, without water in them. Mm. You don't know it, but you're paying an, a lot of money for water. If you get your two-part solutions in liquid form, you're paying a lot of money for water. So the reason is, is that thing needs to ship from sometimes Europe to the United States to the distribution point to mm. the local distribution point to the person. And then like it comes here, then it's got to ship out of here and like all this other stuff. You're paying for so much shipping of volumes of water for no reason yeah. at all. Yeah. You're buying water. And it's also like a devious way of making it feel like you've got more than you got, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, I'd like to see more options and make a, a dry solution. Let's make it easy to use. Uh, this was a big hit, actually. So Single use? Yeah, these single use yeah, things that we did here, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, like these are more expensive than buying in bulk, for sure, because it's more work to put in more packaging. Right. But you tear it off, you dump it in, you're done. No measuring or anything. So for all the manufacturers out there that might be listening, this is the way to go. Mm. Uh, like uh, people, reefers really like this. They'll pay the extra buck for it or whatever it is. E even us and even and like me as the uh, as the end user of shipping liquids, it'd be nice if uh, my package didn't show up because and UPS kicked water, it and yeah. there's water everywhere. It's frozen. Yeah. And actually, some do worse. Some of the two parts out there like bridge the gap and kind of dissolve it. Ah, so it's like concentrating there, but what happens is like, especially in the winter, it turns into a giant rock at the bottom. <laughs> it's impossible to dissolve. Yeah. I, I would so much rather you just give me powder and I'll dissolve it myself because dissolving that rock is a giant pain in the butt. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. All right, so. Dry uh, options. More, uh, in 2025, of the people that want to do well in the, the two-part market, get rid of the water. It serves no purpose. Uh, and uh, like, it's not that, like, I know a lot of people like to just pre-mixed, so the solution here is make it easy to mix. Yeah. Uh, just fill it up with water and yeah. done. Uh, like Three portions. It's, if it's cheaper, most people will do it as long as it's easy. Mm. Uh, all right. Next one's on us, too. Next one's on us. Uh, all right. So BRS should have a calculator with all of these. We, we ask, I, uh, I think we ask almost every year to add more to the calculator, add more to the calculator, add more to the calculator. 2025. All right. ESV calculator, the, uh, you're using reef code A and B calculator. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my magic wand out. All right. right. All right, so I actually have a say in some of this stuff. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, but there's a lot of demands. Mm -hmm. I've been adamant about the uh, calculator for a long time. Not just this, but like, sand. I want a calculator for sand, yeah, like everything. Yeah, everything. Man, right? Uh, the calcium reactor stuff. Yep. All, all, I want to see. I want to see Calculator City. Uh, <laughs> I also want to see an app, so you don't have to go to our website. You can just open hey. up an app on your phone. Not 2025. 2021. Ooh. Oh, I'm, I'm making that prediction, and by making a prediction, I'm going to make it happen. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to like take out my like uh, staff and put it in the ground and yeah, say, guys, yeah. it is time to push this thing over the edge. I don't want to hear any more excuses. App time. And, and Nick, uh, Nick used to be our moderator for the group. Mm -hmm. He's already started this. Oh, really? He started down the path. He has a calculator based off of our calculator. But 
we want to expand on it. All right, I want a calculator city. Uh, Everything right. calculator. So that one's on us. Uh, right. But we should have it. Like if you want to use, uh, you know, Brightwell's uh, reef code A and B. You, you want to use the uh, Red Sea one. You, uh, you shouldn't resource. have to like go to each one of these individual websites and try to hunt. Read it down. the directions. Go yeah. find somebody who's done this easy go find work the for you. Bali Medellin. No man, let's get it all in one place and make go. it uh, easier. Because easier if means you'll do it. If we sell it, we should have a calculator. All right, uh, graded material for those who want it better. Hmm. Okay, so uh, the guys over at Tropic Marine, their salt says pharmaceutical grade in the back in the front. So to me, if you're going to make me pay for something that costs more, I want to know why. Hmm. I want to know something definitive that makes this thing better than the other stuff out there. And in terms of like chemical, quality of source oh. chemical is a big piece of that. So you're saying if you already sell me a product right now, I need to have a grade, it should have a grade on it? If you sell me the cheapest available product out there, I don't need the grade because I already know. <laughs> right? Yeah. But if you're going to sell me wow. the most expensive stuff out there, I want to see the grade on the bucket. Yep. Mm. I, I want to see it on the jug. I want to know, is this food grade? Is it pharmaceutical grade? Is it tech grade? Is it ungraded? Is it just your promise? Is it just expensive uh, because you want to make a buck? Yeah, is it expensive because you want to make a buck? Is it expensive because it goes through five levels of distribution? Mm. Uh, I, like, I want to pay triple or quadruple what I pay for anything else. Tell me why. Yeah. Be brave and tell me why. In relation to that, the next one is define what's in the damn container. Ah, yeah. 2025. All the important elements. Yeah. yeah get rid of that. I, like, Junk. this isn't magic uh, mixy elixir. You're not giving away the secret recipe here. Like, tell me what is in this bottle like uh, in what level like is this got iron in it does it have molybdenum in it mm -hmm. does it have zinc in it mm -hmm. define what's in it define what level that it's maintained at in there i'm not looking like for accuracy but no but like, i want to i want to be able to make my own decision if i want that element why do i want to make that own decision well because all of our tanks are different. And so if I use some uh, uh, like two-part out there and through ICP I find out that my zinc and cobalt are just always either deficient or skyrocketing. I'm going to go seek out the ones. I'm going to go find the one, a different two-part yeah. out there that actually has higher cobalt and magnesium or whatever it is that's a deficient. Yeah. Give me the ability to make those decisions. Yeah. Uh, instead of just uh, hope and pray that you have my best <laughs> interest. So especially, man, if you're going to sell the most expensive stuff out there, you know, give me more data on why that is. And the last one. Woo! No more brown town. Let's raise the standard. I'm glad you re-brought up brown town at the end, too. Mm -hmm. Brown town. There's a lot of questions of what brown town is. You need to see it for your own eyes. So once you see it, you can't unsee it, and it's there. Mm -hmm. Brown town exists in the, the additives. It's brown. It could be a different shade of brown. It could be whatever. You visually Red, see brown. Pink. Let's yeah. get rid of it. But it, if you mix up your additives uh, or even your salt mix and it turns into a uh, brown cloudy mess uh, and all kinds of garbage settles out at the bottom, That's it better be cheap. It better be yeah. cheap, and you better and you're care it because it's cheap. And you and do the math. Yeah, think about like uh, uh, what it is you're saving on a monthly level, and whether or not it's relevant to your aquarium. Because mm -hmm. uh, like, if it's saving you a hundred bucks a month, that is relevant to almost everybody. Oh yeah. If it's saving you a dollar thirty-five, 
that's uh, and a you gave me decision. if you gave me one option that's crystal clear and uh, clearly graded, and you gave me another option that's full of brown and not, and uh, this one had a dollar thirty twenty five taped to it. I would definitely take this one. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's just me. But like for me, I think we can, in 2025, we can you know, raise the standard collectively. Yeah. We can push for uh, something better. We can create our own pet grade uh, yeah. and uh, get rid of uh, lower standard materials. So, I mean, was there any questions in here? Yeah, there's one. Uh, take David L's uh, comment that just came up here on the, le- on the other side. Yeah, the top. Because uh, we didn't say this yet, but... Uh, brown town, if, if it's brown, it's or if it's visual, what is it? It's not trace elements. It's not vitamins, and he's kind of making light of that. Yeah, it's not beneficial. It's not beneficial if it's brown. Yeah. You I, can see it. It's an impurity. <laughs> uh, is it toxic? I don't know. A uh, single dose? No. Is it toxic in four thousand doses after t- after amount of time? Who knows? Could be. Uh, why find out? All right. Uh, let's start from the let's start from the fourteen. We got fifteen bucks from David L. Who oh, we thank just you very about. much. Awesome oh. live chat. Thanks for the ex- excellent thank you information. Very much. Thanks, David. Appreciate that. Five bucks from Nolan, who says, oh, thank you. Uh, uh, character lifting some weights and keep it up." Okay. Huh. Uh, thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, budget reefing. Will LPS affect alkalinity and calcium? Absolutely. It grows a skeleton structure. Yeah, especially as they get bigger. Yep. Uh, will it take it up as fast as uh, like a, a bunch of stags? No. no. Uh, but but uh, you definitely will see benefit out of maintaining it. You'll mm-hmm. probably see less mortalities uh, with the individual heads, and you'll see them grow faster. Uh, Paul Lenz asks... Uh, was the testing of all the pro- of all those two part dosing products the most expensive experiment that BRS has ever done? Mm. No, uh, it's not. Uh, you know, so it's twenty grand to do that test. But like, what you guys probably don't know, you know, behind the scenes is uh, mm. uh, uh, there's people all that work the, here. The, yeah. Uh, so I mean, there's you know probably two hundred grand in salaries for people that do all the testing here. Mm. There is all of this equipment, like equipment. that little hawk thing was 20 grand. When we did the... Uh, oh, the uh, chloramine test? The chloramine test for the wall, I think that was almost 10 grand, just to find for out whether or not machine. the one specific, just for carbon blocks alone. Yeah. Uh, we bought uh, uh, the flow meter that we haven't got into. I think that was close to mm. seven grand. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, and then when you open up all of the lights, you know, you're Car meters tens. and spectrometers, yeah. and then opening the lights because we're just taking them off of our shelves to learn for ourselves they're not mm-hmm. they're in many cases not donated so uh, so I you know what I try not to think about it uh, because uh, don't hopefully uh, Bob didn't make it two in two hours and 20 minutes yeah, Bob, our, our CFO if, he, <laughs> if he's watching I'm in big trouble uh, but no uh, it's definitely expensive uh, definitely expensive but I want to know definitively I don't want to just say ours is the best uh, like because it's the best you know yeah uh, I want to send it out to an independent lab. I don't want to use ICP testing. It's like hobby grade. We went to the next level of yeah. MS, which uh, goes a little deeper. It's certified and has a different kind of standard to it. And I really want to know. I want to know the answer to these questions. And actually, this is a good, a good thing, man, because mm. what we shared is uh, like largely we were better than all of them. But in one, magnesium. like the magnesium one, Brightwell was better than us. Yeah. But... I mean, for the people that watch this, it was the, this was the, one of the coolest experiences for me in, in the hobby is uh, while I was doing it, uh, I told Jeremy that we were going to do this. And at the time, uh, uh, like, 
I don't know if I'd define us as friends or not at the time, but we were friendly. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I want in. Blindly. No, not blindly. Because uh, I said straight to his face. You like, know. You know what goes into pharmaceutical grade materials. Yeah. You know. We have to share you the results. You are not going to be as good in most of this stuff. He wanted his name yeah. named. Yeah. And you're like, you are not going to be cheapest. Why would you want to do this? Yeah. And he's like, if I'm going to sell chemicals, you know, uh, I have to be able to stand behind the products. And yeah, I'm okay with the fact that I'm not cheapest, but like I need to be able to stand in front of people and say that I'm willing to be transparent. Yeah. I like, dang. I've never met anybody in the entire industry to this point that has wanted that level of transparency, especially when they know that they're not gonna end up being the like cheapest uh, available option yeah. in that quality range. I like, balls <laughs> I, I don't know man like it just says i want to be better i want to be part of the conversation and i want the people to know that i'm transparent and you can believe what i say we want to see more of that in 2025 damn straight <laughs> uh yeah i don't know that was a really impressive thing so yeah, i don't know that was a long way to uh, last one here and hey david l we knew you were making light don't worry about it we were we were laughing with you uh uh, Yavi says, for 2021, I want uh, something like a Trident to auto-test nitrate and phosphate accurately. You know, the guys over at, at Neptune have asked me, uh, other than phosphate and uh, nitrate, if there was a third thing, what would you like the Trident to, to uh, test? <laughs> ah, it kind of implies that those two are uh, on working the list. Because yeah. uh, it does three things. Those, uh, are the, those are the next two on the board. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they're super busy. I don't know when that yeah. will actually materialize. But, like, for sure, I would, I would expect that to come. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of the benefit of the whole Neptune ecosphere is they're, like, constantly dumping money back into the ecosystem. Not just sitting around counting it and putting it in the bank. You know? <laughs> Come up with something uh, you know, actually something I had a beneficial. pretty long conversation with them about that today. Yeah. Like, how hard it is to grow because all of the money that they make just goes back into more inventory for growth and, you know, like, new, new initiatives new and new products yeah. coming out with this thing. Uh when a lot of other companies are stagnant. Mm. They just, you know, created something and they'll ride that thing to the end. Mm. You know, as long as they just keep making subtle tweaks to it until, like, it stops printing money. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. All right, tomorrow, uh, 6 o'clock again. Yep. Uh, you'll see us again tomorrow. History, uh, not a brief history of, but a history of. Oh, my gosh. What did we do today? Two hours, Two and, hours 20. and 24 minutes? We hit it. Same thing. We beat yesterday. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. All right. So two hours and 24 minutes. You're going to see two hours and 26 minutes tomorrow on something. I can't tell you what it is because I don't know what it is yet. We're going to find out. Uh, tomorrow Together. morning, I'm going to wake up at 7 o'clock, and I'm going to start digging in my, my brain <laughs> on what it is we're going to talk about. In the meantime, mm -hmm. you should go check out this playlist of those testing things that we did. Actually, no, no not to play this because oh. if you didn't see it yesterday, there's one here uh, about uh, nutrients you should check out. Oh, yeah. In this yeah. playlist. Yes, yesterday. And a history of control. That we were just talking about. Go both, check that thing out too. Both are in that playlist. Yeah. All right. You know what? There's, you can do two, can't you? What? Oh, two, two playlists, two cat. I don't. I don't maybe know. you'll see two yes. in just a second. I might. Uh, I might have the te the ICP uh, testing, MS testing, and I might have the uh, the yesterdays and other histories of. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, guys. Six o'clock uh, Central. <laughs>